Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the best. You've heard the greatest. They're currently offline because it's an issue of iTunes, something about a hack. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, for your ears only, WrestleCast Radio. EWI sucks. Mr. Young, I'd like to get a training update from you. Life coach training has been great. I ran five miles today. Run, As your life coach, I don't allow you to run. But coach, I got to get my cardio in. What am I supposed to do? Walk, walk, walk. Walk briskly. Walk briskly? So you don't want me to ever run? Maybe, just maybe if you miss the bus. I stopped running in 1978. (laughs) Wow, that was way before I was born, but... I've got your car keys here. Coach. And it's going to take you eight hours to walk to the next town. Eight hours? Coach, why are you... Hey, dig deep. If you get there too fast, I'll know you ran. I'm here to set the record straight today. I want to tell everybody in WCW why I was called terrorizing. I was brought here as a boy from France to be educated in the best schools in the United States. And I got the name by beating up all the American punks in the schools. I was given the nickname Terrorizing. Well now, I am no longer a boy. I am Jean-Paul Levesque, the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. Remember the name, Jean-Paul Levesque. There's a lot of things going on in the World Wrestling Federation right now. And yes, the Red Rooster wants to get his claw right in the middle of it and stir it up a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, what's been going on, Rooster? Well, everything's going on. The World Wrestling Federation is number one. And yes, the Red Rooster's trying to claw his way to the top of this federation. There's a lot of great talent around here, and I'll tell you why. Because the fans are the greatest. I thank each and every one of you Rooster Boosters, because with your support and my Rooster Wing Hold, I don't feel like there's a guy here that I can't beat. UConn John Nord, his partner Scott Norton. And I'll tell you what, UConn, you made quick work on a big spike. Hey, let's set up. My partner... Scott Norton, I'm going to tell you a story. We was up in the Yukon. We got up early one morning, and we was chopping trees and chopping wood. And Big Scott had got to the lumber shack before us. And everybody knows what lumberjacks eat. They eat a lot of pancakes. My name is Thurman Plug, but my brand's... They call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too. I never really worked with Hulk Hogan that much. I don't know him that well. I know you guys did in WCW. What can you tell me about the Hulk? You mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, Mick, I didn't date him. I don't know anything about personally, but... I'm in control here, and you're going to give me what I want. You know what it is. Give me what I want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want... Or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love. I'm going to give you a Give me what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Bryant. The last two long years is finally over. It's been a long, long wait. You're going down this time, Bill. You're going down. We'll be back.
damn it. There's been a hell of a lot of wrestling and a hell of a lot of uh, real life, Alex, but it's time to finally talk some of it. What's going on, man? 133. Episode 133. I think Alex went pee. It's okay. I uh, I about think that every time I think about what we're going to talk about today, we got nights nice 137. You say, oh, hey! <laughs> what is this? Respect for calling me out, but ain't Ooh. no way I'm getting bested. Y'all look just like your mugshot. Oh man, is John Cena the Nostradamus of pro wrestling DUIs as uh, Raw Reunion, which I don't know if any of us saw in full, but uh, mainly a clip worthy show at best. But uh, yeah, I thought that was that was pretty crazy. What just a, under a few hours from that, Jimmy Uso getting another. Uh, crazy frantic DUI, but I thought that was a good way to open the show. And Ladder Wars. Ladder Wars. I, I will, uh, my two observations was one, um, I think the Uso thing was the day before, which even blew my mind that they put him on television. But what also blew my mind is I have no idea what the hell has Ladder Wars in it. Ladder Wars. All I know is there was a new Ladder War match. Ladder Wars. Was it a Ring of Honor? <laughs> yeah, it's Ring of Honor. It's a uh, new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, the Briscoes, taking oh, on the course. former, yet again, going to New Japan route, uh, Gorillas of Destiny and Ladder Wars. That's that was that's Tamatanga Tonga Galoa going, F all this bleep. I ain't working this company no more. Shout out to uh, New Japan. When I looked... Uh, what day was it? A couple of days ago when tickets went on sale for their East Coast shows. Hammerstein mm-hmm. um, on Ticketmaster only had, I think, 32 single seats left. Yeah. And this was like two hours after. Yet, our wager at Hammerstein, and I think, sold less than half of the building. Uh, you know who also doesn't want to work with uh, Ring of Honor anymore besides uh, the Gorillas of Destiny? National Wrestling Alliance. Yes, the NWA <laughs> parting ways. With Ring of Honor uh, there, Ryan. Uh, starting off the show with news, because why not? Uh, also, uh, Jimmy Uso arrested the 25th of July, so a few days after that notorious uh, uh, Cena reference there. But uh, NWA says, says, yes, yep, uh, no more Ring of Honor relationship. Um, also, a uh, couple of Ring of Honor guys, a PCO and I believe uh, Brody King, are its tag team champions. What do you do in that situation? And uh, when are the Smashing Pumpkins off tour? <laughs> um, well, I wonder if they're touring with Backstreet Boys, who were in Minnesota like two weeks ago. Uh, very possible. I highly doubt that. <laughs> but I almost wonder, like, if you're if you're the NWA, do you just kind of have them just drop the belts, or do you just kind of strip them and go just get out of here? You don't have them over, you know, one of their new teams that I've never heard of. I mean, I you, you can always call the Rock and Roll Express back. Um, <laughs> they actually were on uh, Beyond Wrestling's Americana Rana show that I may subscribe us to the Independent Wrestling Channel just to watch the America American Rana. Uh, see Daisuke Sakamoto and Valter. 
and then David Starr, Joey Janela in a one-minute yeah. no DQ match. Really? Holy yeah, I know that. Um, I don't know, man. I look. This is this is something I said um, the minute you you started talking to me and picking my brain six seven months ago about Ring of Honor. They did not rebuild correctly. They made moves, mm-hmm. and the good moves they did, they're not using. Why the hell do we not see Dragon Lee more? And if we are, they're not promoting it because I don't even know he's on there. Why the hell is Roosh, who should be a guy running for your championship, working Dalton Castle and, and Foot Gordon in pre-shows? Like, explain yeah. these things to me. They they just go back to, is Jay Lethal going to beat Matt Taven? Because I heard that's uh, a thing where they're wrestling for the title. Are we just going to see Lethal? Wrestling and it again? I no, I I think that's when you throw in someone like you always say. You know, you throw Roosh out there. I believe he's still undefeated. If that means anything in pro wrestling nowadays, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think you freshen it up, give something new, make it more exciting. Because otherwise, I think the fans are going to wane off the product. Um, in just my, you know, humble opinion. I mean, I I, I don't blame it, and it hasn't been like outstanding product. Like, look. The show I went to in February in Miami was fun because I was ringside and there was 200 yeah. people. So they were, you know, I could interact more and I was cheering more. And I got to see special things like that. They, they had Zack Sabre there. Okay. That has nothing to do with yes. Ring of Honor. That was just something cool I got to see. I got to see Miyu Iwatani. That was awesome. But you look at the meat and potatoes of a lot of the stuff and it was just like, all right, like, cool. Tracy Williams and Mark Haskins. Yeah. Haskins was cool in progress. Haskins but- is tight. Like I'm not enjoying anything that Lifeblood is doing. Like it doesn't yeah. do anything for me, you know. And it, it just they got this this summer showdown coming up that they're doing on Fight TV, and the card looks like ass. Which the NWA I believe uh, pulled out. Yeah, I mean it's, it's <laughs> not too fantastic. By the way, Fight TV tomorrow at seven o'clock is running the first episode of the Oriental Wrestling Federation or Entertainment. Wow. Uh, it's from Which Jim Ross did say uh, the reason why he said that they were Oriental is because it was the name of the company that they were coming from. Do you buy Ooh, that? Uh, uh, I buy he was getting enough crap that he just decided to try to cover his ass two months later. By God, I wasn't made it now. <laughs> um, speaking of the uh, the summer supercard, uh, Tracy Williams will take on Shane Taylor. Eh? Bandito and Mark Haskins will take on Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. That could be fun. Uh, again, ladder war. Uh, Briscoe's at Gorilla Desi- Gorillas of Destiny for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Um, Tasha Steeles will uh, challenge Kelly Klein for the Women of Honor uh, World Title. Um, and then also, Alex Shelley will challenge Matt Taven for the title. I'm surprised he's being still, uh, you know, put together by duct tape and whatever they have um, out in uh, Baltimore there. But uh, yeah, I mean, two matches possibly could be could be pretty fun. And how long till they burn out that market? It seems like every time there's no ticket sales at one of these venues, they just decide to shift and work Baltimore. I mean, they're always in Baltimore. Like, are they just a Baltimore home company now? <laughs> because every time, and like soon they're just gonna burn it out. So yeah. I don't know. It's they gotta do something. They 
They need to find another partnership. They need to move on from New Japan, I think, before New Japan dumps them, as much as people might think I'm an idiot for saying that. Because I guarantee you, New Japan, the only reason they were riding out that Ring of Honor thing was to work Madison Square Garden. Speaking now, of what, partnerships, uh, you can yeah, get rid of it. No, you're 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 absolutely correct. But uh, speaking of partnerships, a new one was uh, formed over. It seems like the last week, uh, MLW Major League Wrestling Court yeah. Bauer himself has courted a new partnership along uh, with Pro Wrestling Noah. Ryan, what are your thoughts on this? What can it do for MLW? And uh, does Noah have? Uh, is does this work out for them to gain more American exposure on BN? TV. I, I hope this has got a good a good hope for me. Uh, Alex Hammerstone from the MLW is going to be in the N1 Victory, which is their G1 climax, and he's in a block. Like he's in a tough block. Um, I believe he's in the A block with. I think it's Takeshi Sugara's in it. I think Naomichi Marafuji's in it. I think Go Shiozaki's in it. Yes, uh, I saw Shiozaki. Uh, I'm not sure the fifth guy in it. The other block has got Kano in it. It's got Nakajima. Uh, it's got Mochizuki from Dragon Gate. It's got uh, Dr. Wagner's son. In it. And there's another fifth guy. Uh, Shohei Taniguchi might be the fifth. Um, but I'm blanking on two of the guys in it. It's only 10 men in the in the Noah victory this year. But I'm blanking on the last two names. But I think it's awesome. Um, Impact still has their partnership with them too. I don't know how much they use it, but Hey, it's, it's something. It's something. Yeah. It's, it's getting, it's gaining on the popularity of Japanese wrestling by getting one of the, you know, I I would still say a pretty significant promotion in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I'll take it in. And it's good too. If you look at your pro wrestling, Noah, you need to start doing something because you have such a great roster right now. You've worked a mm-hmm. great storyline with Tells, which has been one of my favorite stables in the last five years. You know, I've always I always talk about how much Noah's been such a gr- tremendous company. You know, next time you're around, uh, you know, in the area here, I want to sit down for a few hours and I want you to watch that Destiny 2005 show. That's the one with the Kenta versus uh, a heel master Yoshinobu Kanemaru in. And, you know, they took like 70,000 at the Tokyo Dome for the show. They used to be the premiere and they fell off and, you know, they're trying to rebrand. I still am the old grumpy curmudgeon grandpa who doesn't like the no green canvas and the red and black that everybody uses those colors, but it is what it is. And I just want to see them succeed. So, oh, Masa Kitamiya is the other, uh, the fifth guy in the A block, I believe. I don't know why okay. that just randomly into my head. But so how many matches are there if it's only five guys per block? Do they intersect with between A and B? No, it's it's I believe the tournament starts the twelfth, which is the la- the G one finals, and I think it's the twenty fourth is the final. So in that twelve days they'll have four matches and then the final show. So it'll be five shows in twelve days. Okay. Um this is the show too that are this the tournament that Cano was saying that he he's going to win and he's going to take out uh, Kaido Kiyomiya for the title when when it drops this year? So or later, later war. Um, I'm excited. 
I'm excited for it. But you know, it, it's good for Noah. It's good for MLW, and I don't think partnerships are bad at all. So you know, hopefully, we get to see more of it. Man, who's going to grab that New Japan partnership? Could it be Game Changer Wrestling? No, but the, a few announcements over the last week. Uh, the main event for Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 2 uh, after Josh Barnett's Bloodsports uh, from this past uh, Mania weekend, or let's just say Wrestling weekend this past April, um, had a, a great success. Uh, I think will be even greater now. Uh, Saturday, September 14th, Ryan, I saw it the morning that you posted it to me, and I said, I'm not going to be that nerd who's going to be like, hey, look at this. But I was geeking all day. Josh Barnett in the main event will take on, yes, Mr. Death Rider himself, John Moxley. Um, <laughs> how eggplant emoji are you for this? Dude, I love the fact that until this TV deal starts, that Moxley's just taking all sorts of crazy bookings. Like, I... <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I I don't know if it's gonna now. Joey Janela has his uh, Escape from LA show. I think in eleven mm-hmm. days it comes up. I don't know the card for that, but that'd be kind of crazy if he showed up on something like that. I still am Will dreaming he be back to from this Japan day. by then. Ooh, that's a good question. He probably won't, so he's not going to be on it. There yeah. we go. Glad you could answer that question for me. Uh, I am still holding out hope that WrestleMania weekend next year, he works spring break and he gets a match with Masashi Takeda. Like, that's what I want. That's what I, I said, there was two guys I wanted. I want, I wanted Takeda and I wanted Janela and we got the Janela one. And as somebody who's gotten into the death match to see in the last year, yeah. I want to see that match really bad. <laughs> oh, man. A death rider through a, a table of light tubes. Jeez. There was a freedom show that I've been, I've been spending the last hour today trying to bootleg. Um, it's uh, the June Kasai Osaka Deathmatch Carnival produce show. And the main event was something like June Kasai, Masashi Takeda, uh, Kamui and Kenji Fukamoto took on uh, Lo, uh, Los Nobidas, which was uh, Ciclope, Miedo Extremo, Mamas Tasaki, and Violento Jack. And it was a scaffold death match. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. what is that? It was with Freedoms, which uh, Jun Kasai is the champion. I think he, I think he yeah, beat Takeda for it. So that was something that completely pulled me in after thinking about I started thinking about the deathmatch stuff more and more and I was like, man. But they're but they're running a bunch of stuff coming up here. Um I I would assume Freedoms or Big Japan's gonna have a tie in. But uh August twenty second and August twenty third at uh Tokyo Shinkiba at the first ring, Game Changers running two shows in Tokyo. Wow. Oh yes, that's that's right, that's right. I remember reading that which uh, i'm sure you read as well Ooh, there's another one in summit park illinois in september with uh you know nick f and gage um what what i read today just uh, probably uh, before the show here um speaking of joey janela's spring break not sure if it's gonna happen here ryan uh as game changer wrestling presents curtain call um, the goodbye to one bad boy, Joey Janela, before he starts the weekly rounds on TNT with All Elite Wrestling um, in Asbury Park, of course, in New Jersey. Uh, again, September 30th, the curtain call for Joey Janela. 
what has he done for uh, what is Janela? Do you think will be his stamp on, on not only game changer, but for what he's kind of done with uh, backyardian Freudian hardcore Danzig getting thrown off of a building <laughs> uh, Budweiser shorts, drinking white claws uh, legacy that the bad boy will, uh, will leave on independent wrestling. This is going to be kind of a weird one because it's, it's a little, I don't know. It, it's different, but it's not different. I, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, but like you, you remember middle of 2018, it was in June. I think it's June 25th or whatever it was that Takeda Kodoka match that I would not stop showing everybody. And suddenly everyone went, wow, you weren't kidding. Yes, it was a death match, but it was a great wrestling match that had death match elements. Joey Janela, to me, in a way, is an American Masashi Takeda, where he was a guy who was labeled as just a death match guy and suddenly got an opportunity to wrestle and was able to show that there is more to just the death match wrestling. And there's more to just, mm-hmm. oh, these guys are just going to bleed all over. And helped, I think, with the first spring break, really develop that these matches do have psychology if you've you've worked them correctly. And if you look in the last year with how much we have suddenly become fans of it all, it's kind of been like Takeda has been to the American fans with the Japanese deathmatch scene where it's, there is so much more to it. And we're immediately going to always remember this. Like Game Changer is going to be around for a while now. I, I already, I mean, Janelle has already got the venue for spring break next year. It's like a four, like a 2000 seat outdoor venue in Tampa next year. So he's already got it locked. So at least we know we're going to get that. But you know, if it wasn't for Janela and those spring break shows, would we be ordering Game Changer like once a month? I don't think so. No, we you know, probably would not have seen uh, one of the runners for show of the year of 2019, Game Changer Wrestling, Backyard Wrestling, <laughs> held on Independence Day, uh, what, just a mere 25 days ago. So, no, uh, probably not. We, Maybe Tony Deppin would have entered our subconscious, but, you know, who knows? But that's exactly that, – that, thank you. That's where, that's where I was going to go with this. We would have never seen guys like Tony Deppin. You know, we would have never – yeah, MJF, we would have never really got to to get into. I mean, we might have, we, we would have a little more now, obviously, but yeah. we would have never been like, and it, Orange Cassidy, that's another guy that we would have, yeah. ne- we would have seen some, but never really got to see a lot of. Um, I would have never got to see, albeit he's not always the greatest in the ring, but I don't think there's a more intense and scary and passionate feeling individual than Nick Gage that yeah. I have ever seen. Like that dude is nuts, you know. I mean, you know, you you look at a lot of these guys, and it's just so much more has been developed and and brought into us. And then we got to see all these crazy shows, you know. Look at Jake Atlas was somebody we would have never watched that we kind of took a little bit of a yeah. movie liking, you know. And 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 that's why I look at it like, man, if it wasn't for uh, uh, Takeda and Kadaka, I would have never got back into. To Big Death Japan, oh, as yeah. much as I like, I you know I liked Daisuke Sakamoto, and I was stoked when they brought him for WrestleMania weekend. I had never seen Yuji Okabayashi before. I may have heard the name, but I had never seen him. And oh my God, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of the year. 
So there's just so much that these guys have brought out to, to just show so much. And that's what I think is the best part about this. And that's where I think Janela is. Okay. Let, let me, let me just get crazy here. Is it fair to say that game changer wrestling right now is what ECW was 20, 25 years ago? Um, this underground. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, I was about have, to say with have, the underground with the clips, you have your variants mm-hmm. of matches, you know, from, I mean, not, not everything was, was Lucha and then hardcore and whatnot. Uh, not too many women matches that I remember, but I think just kind of making stars, making people yeah. care about these wrestlers, I would say, yeah, it's in the vein of ECW that way. I don't know if it's, you know, into the counterculture as ECW was, you know, I, I probably didn't get into it until about towards the tail end, 98, 99 there with Jerry Lennon and, uh, and Rob Van Dam, um, you know, minus a few here and there, 1 a.m., you know, watchings in Chicago. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say for, for how it's built characters, wrestling stars, and, and to garner a following, yeah, I would say it's 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 pretty damn close. Uh, it's It's these... It's this little engine that could that suddenly has got people suddenly finding stars that they never know they could have. And it all started, you know, whether we give Nick Gage a lot of credit because of how he's been and how popular he is. But, yep. you know, Joey Janela was the outcast from CZW, who was just this guy that fell through, a, you know, fell through this this glass on this truck. And he said, F that. I'm a, I'm a superstar. And if I get the opportunity, I'm going to take it to the next level and show everybody I'm a superstar. It's almost like when this this man was shunned and cast away because he got given one of the worst gimmicks I've ever seen in my life. And he took something that was historic and he spiked it on the ground and said, screw you. This is my company and we're going to become better than every one of you and just watch. And that was Shane Douglas. Hmm. Joey Janela took this company that nobody had ever heard of, got himself working everywhere, and now Game Changer Wrestling is something that we look forward to ordering and watching. I mean, part of ECW, I mean, were a lot of those wrestlers during, you know, that era, were they working a lot of indie shows, a la where I would say a lot of wrestlers from Game Changer events that were being booked on, you know, look look at... um, uh, Marco Stunt, as an example, yep. you know, where where he just garnered, came out of nowhere, and then was getting booked. You know, it seemed like almost everywhere. Like, do you, did they have the same kind of booking power as ECW uh, wrestlers if they were allowed to do that back in the nineties? I think there probably was, but I don't think there was the demand for independent wrestling like there is now. So I think that makes it a little harder. But you look at, you know. Here comes guys like Terry Funk who are going and and having their crazy send-offs and doing their, you know, their, oh, I'm going to come and work this show with these little guys, you know? Yeah. And you look at, you look at Game Changer, and it's like, holy crap, great Sasuke is going to work this show. You know, he's coming and getting back. Yeah, PCO, beautiful. Like, yeah, and those are the little things where I'm just like, it, it, and I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little apples to oranges because it is slightly different, but 
Game Changers, that company that where people aren't necessarily talking, you know, they're talking WWE versus AEW, but in the background, Game Changer is having stellar shows that are being watched every month, Mm -hmm. and they're running big shows a lot now. I mean, could you say that their their parallel would be something of an impact or maybe even an MLW? I think Game Changer is the number three company in America. Wow. Okay. Okay. Number one, of course, being E, the WWE. Number two, mm-hmm. All Elite. And then number three, Game Changer Wrestling, GCW. Well, think, think about this. Like, how many people do you think actually or like I think a lot of people order these game changer shows more than we think. I mean it seems like a lot more I mean a lot more well I don't know Impact gets a lot of credit. I don't see a lot of people though a lot of sites anyways talk game changer wrestling though where they will so talk if... Go ahead, go ahead. No, where where you know they talk impact or whatever Ring of Honor is kind of running now with uh, Dalton Castle taking on Roosh yet again uh, during the the summer card <laughs> with the ladder war. <laughs> we need to get a sound or a ladder war. <laughs> ladder war. <laughs> but like impact, so you know, does does Pursuit Channel even show them anymore? They were supposedly getting. I don't a TV know what deal. Pursuit Channel. What is that? <laughs> uh, that's that's their new home for Impact. That's the one where, with the half hour left in the show, they just ran like a continuous like infomercial for a scissor or something. <laughs> Whoa! So and Impact on Facebook, they have thirteen thousand <laughs> um, likes. Now let okay. me go to Ring of Honor. So continue your your thoughts on Ring of Honor. Seven hundred and seventy thousand like Ring of Honor. Okay, and again, so, this so is about- just stupid Facebook. But like like us on Facebook at WrestleCast Radio, WrestleCast with a T, um, as well as uh, Strong Style Media. Impact Wrestling has a 1.5 million likes. Jeez. That's a lot. What does Game Changer have? Uh, 13,000. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, in, in Impact... You know, apparently they got a TV deal with Twitch now because they were there was rumors they were going to go to Access TV, and yep. it never happened because apparently instead of going there, Anthem was trying to buy Access TV, and then huh. they could be the face of it. And I guarantee you, in a combination of Mark Cuban probably not wanting to get out of the business, yeah. and also. <laughs> Hurting the New Japan, I bet you when New Japan got wind of it, they were like, "If you guys put those on our on the same station as us, we're we're gonna pull out." <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, we don't want to lose New Japan. Sorry, Impact." Because I mean, yeah. y- you look the 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 presser before those the 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 U.S. show in Dallas when Okada got asked about Impact, he kind of just did that like. Uh, like that nice smile and just went to the next question. Like that's the guy passive aggressively telling you to go screw yourself and don't ever ask me that again. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Like, say New Japan totally pulled. Sorry, uh, uh, Harry Smith, but do you, did they just pull a Harry Smith? Uh, no impact ruined Okada. You cannot go to Impact to uh, Access TV. Say no, they ruined Okada. They cannot come to Access TV. 
Maybe. I mean, look at look at Davy Boy wanted to work Impact, and he's no longer with the company anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's MLW on Facebook, twenty six thousand likes. So I think what you're saying though for quality of content, I mean, we we watched a little MLW when it first came out. We're like, eh. We watched, you know, of course, Impact. It seems like Slammiversaries, and a, you know, maybe another show, uh, their fall show is like, all right, Bomb for Glory. I think it's called. Uh, you know, it's like, all right really good show um ring of honor when it's not part of new japan it's like okay move on but game changer wrestling like we went over an hour on backyard wrestling we have talked to many of their events many of their wrestlers more so hell even progress obviously that's europe um but still you know it's just like we we it seems like we talk more these companies more so than the the other quote-unquote bigger three in america Look at look at with Game Changer when you go on the Fight TV app and they have like five shows coming up like a month. Like we randomly on a whim watched a backyard wrestling show and we're talking about uh, some guy named Alex Zane that none of us have ever heard of as somebody we can't wait to see again. They make stars every time we watch it. Yeah. You know how Guess long who's till a they star start now? Alex Zane, who's getting booked? Who's in a match with Lance Archer at Warrior Wrestling in Chicago Heights on September first? Alex Zane. So there just you like go. That. Just like that from working a backyard wrestling match with Tony Deppin. Man, our guy, baby. It's just it's crazy. Like that's why when it, when it comes down to it, like Game Changer Wrestling, I think is so much. It's just so different. It's everyone wants an alternative, and everybody goes, "God, I hope AEW is that alternative, and we're gonna get behind." And everybody who likes AEW is, they just like everything in AEW. You know, they're not gonna mm-hmm. boo anything that they don't like it or not because they just want to be those guys, and that's fine. Whatever. It, we need people like that because it's gonna make it's gonna have to force WWE to be better. But you you look at Game Changer, and it's always like Game Changers like. Um, like for like for me, if if I'm flipping channels and like semi pros on, I'll just I'll finish watching the movie no matter what part it's in. Mm-hmm. You know, or like Major League Two, something like that. We're just those things where it's on. I'll just I love Major League Two, man. Was, as long as you oh, didn't say back to the minors. No, God, no. You have no marbles, huevos. He's yelling at Serrano. <laughs> then he comes up. Serrano wants a bat. All right. Go get a bat then, you know. But um, Toronto <laughs> killer bird. But like, it's just one of those ones where you stop and I like for me, I'll stop and I always watch it. If there's just a random game changer show and I have nothing to watch, it's just kind of like I kind of wanted some wrestling. I'll see what's a game changer, and I'll not know half of the people on the show, but I'll be excited after. Like, ah, oh, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And that's. I think that's the difference is you'd wa- when you'd watch ECW, um, there'd be a lot of times where you're just kind of like, man, who the hell is this guy? Or, you know, who I've never heard of this guy before. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, that guy's tight. And you just like really enjoyed a new person you've never seen before. And I think that's what really has intrigued me to it. And that's why I, I truly think like, you know, they're the alternative we've all asked for. We just, people haven't realized it yet. Oh, man. Get on it. GCW 
out their clips online. Go to Fight TV. Um, I, I mean, I agree. I, I could probably name more uh, Game Changer wrestlers than I could probably MLW. That's not MJF. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's I, <laughs> I think Tillman think... Jr.'s in there. Um, La Parca, L.A. Park is in there, possibly, randomly. Um, and the Hart Foundation, that's pretty much, and, and that includes Pillman Jr., I'm assuming. But that's pretty much all I can really name. Uh, they they have uh, the Von Erichs, uh, you know, I know that. But, I mean, I don't know. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Jacob Fatu is the champion, I think. Savio Vega, what? What? Uh, Tom Lawler, he's, he, I think he was their champ. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, but no, go check out GCW is what this whole 20 minutes rant was all about. And what the <laughs> hell is a Mance Warner? Not even a rant, just a, a, a thing of love, a, a love letter, if you will, to GCW. Mance Warner, what is he? Who is he? Why is he everywhere all of a sudden? He's, he's becoming one of those new really popular guys that I I haven't really seen enough to kind of have an opinion on him, but he's, he's becoming one of those. You're like, kind of like, like you just kind of gave the, what is he? Who is he? He's kind of becoming that guy where he's getting steam and he's getting booked a lot, but I just, I haven't, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle. I mean, maybe he did one of those WrestleMania shows, and I just don't remember, but. <laughs> There's a Latin stable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going against uh, Mance Warner, so it, it should be interesting. <laughs> Stay away from, from that man, Lance Warner, whatever, Mance, whatever. Uh, <laughs> speaking of not whatevers, um, J- Japan totally took our week last week. Uh, both uh, heavily busy with work-related operations as well as the birthdays. Um, so, you know, finally we, we are back on air to talk, uh, continue to talk to G1 Climax at nights 5 through 7, as well as Kobe World from Dragon Gates here. Um, I don't know where you want to go first, Ryan. I thought uh, each show had a four and a half, four, four and three quarters or higher match or matches um, on each of these cards. But uh, damn, it's good to be again, a Japanese wrestling fan. <laughs> I, I think, let's see, night five, night five was Ibushi Asuka, right? Yes. Yep. I had a four and a half that show. Uh, night six, I had a four and three quarters. And night seven, I had... Night seven is the highest rated show of the tournament for me. Whoa! Yes, you did. You did send me that text teaser. Four and a quarter, four and a, four and a half, four and three quarters, and four and three quarters. I went, which followed up, which we're not going to talk about because you haven't watched yet. But night eight, the lowest rated show. <laughs> Low- Whoa! I, this, yeah, this the lowest talk lady cut part. us off before your uh, your preview oh, on night yeah. eight. I was like, N- I was night like, eight. No. So I'll say this: Night Eight um, is rated is a three point four five average out of five matches, and I had two four and a half matches. So that shows you what the other three were. Ooh. Whoa! And my so third favorite match not, at Yano. The main event didn't. <laughs> oh, that was Night Ten. Wow, really? 
My third Naito favorite match Ishii was Ishii Night Eight. Okay. Moxley Shingo. Those two matches I went four and a half on. I thought they were tremendous. Wow. Um, Shingo Takagi is officially the guy who's giving Tomohiro Ishii a run for the G1 MVP uh, in his first year. <laughs> it's always who can keep up with Ishii. Shingo is doing it this year. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Shingo Taicha went three and three quarters on. And what was the other Shingo match I just. Shing, I went three with Shingo. Him and Yano. Juice. Yeah, him and Juice. I went four and a quarter. <laughs> like, oh, man. Shingo is having some good matches. But that, yeah. Oh, man. White, I went two and a half, and that was being generous. Um, and Goto and Taichi, I did the same two and a half. Oh, speaking Those of are... Shingo, how did did your heart melt when you saw him kind of come up uh, during during the Kobe World Show and and give his uh, his thoughts and and his love to uh, to Dragon Gate? Yeah, I was. I and they showed uh, um, Tozawa, which I thought was cool too. Yeah. Tozawa in his in his WWE gear, obviously, but. Uh, you can see the logo on the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome. You noticed the one thing that I saw was there was nowhere at any time on that show. Um, and coming to the ring in the middle of a match highlight, standing on the ring apron during a six man tag, um, like five or like two second highlight, there was no show or mention of Shima whatsoever. He, he wasn't even like walking in the ground of the ring during a multi-man match. There was no Shima whatsoever. That beef is real, ladies and gentlemen, between them. <laughs> uh, speaking somebody, of beef, I'm gonna. Oh, so somebody pointed out too that as much as they did, like they didn't show Shima yet. Ultimo Dragon even worked the show, and he hasn't been in the company for the whole twenty years it's been around. And they and he's gonna him. work another show. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. God, dude, this show for nine matches, and like, as we're already jumping around, not knowing where we want to start because there was so much good stuff we watched. Out of the nine matches, I had one two and a half star match on that Dragon Gate show, and my overall rating was a nine or a 3.97. I almost gave that, if you take away that two and a half, I bet you out of the eight matches, I should, I should look at this. If you take those matches, let me find my history. Here we go. So 3.75 or 35.75. So let me take out that and make it 33.25. Divide that by eight. My average was a 4.16 on that show if you take out the comedy match, which wasn't even a bad match. It's just it was comedy, so it wasn't like anything crazy. It just, this, is my, I, this is my show of the year, hands down. Wow. This is incredible. Better than Peter Pan. And the the whole seven hour jaunt of Peter Pan. You're saying that's wow. Let me, let me pull up yeah, let me pull up Peter Pan again. Peter Pan's got a three point six three with me. So still really good yeah. the fact of how and and part of it is because I think the Peter Pan show got low because uh, the the Bakuritsu sisters and the Rika uh, Tatsumi match that people really loved and I I gave a two for and I gave the Dino match a two and a half because I just it was fine but it just didn't for that being third for I like that match didn't. kind of more so than I expected but I, I I would I would probably give that match a three and a half if I rated them 
And that's another thing. Like, a lot of people liked it, too. I mean, it, by no means was it bad. I'm just going, man, this match is third from the top. I would have loved to see uh, Yukio well, Naya. I mean, the, the whole aspect is, is you know, it's building up to that. The will they or won't they? And then, you know, for for him to then, you know, meaning uh, Aoki, right? Sorry, I don't have my notes on that. Um, for for him to finally pull the wool over, uh, you know, over Dino after almost getting, you know, <laughs> penetrated to death. Um, yeah, Aoki, Shinya Aoki, uh, you know, he, he, you know, pulled it under, you know, he pulled the rug from under of uh, Denshaka Dino and surprised everyone. Plus, they, they, I don't know if they had the rights to it, but Disney songs galore, one in Japan, one Americanized, it was wonderful. Uh, and, and for that, it's in the vein of Peter Pan, it's in the vein of, you know, of Takagi there, you know, to, you know, have a fun ass match as well as, yeah. you know, someone getting the crap beaten out of them. Yeah, um, and so it, my, it was good. You're yeah. Right. You're so right. raise that up. Better than Dominion <laughs> now. Ooh, let I'm me try to think of what matches were bad on Dominion, which you can check out our echoey Twitch episode uh, over uh, <laughs> Search of WrestleCast Radio uh, on Twitch there. Twitch live. So Dominion's, I remember I didn't rate because I was just watching it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and, and actually grade that one. Um, you know, it was another really good show, too. Um, the DDT Coming to America show was really good. Yes. Yes. Um, that had a lot of fun stuff on it. I just, so I, I, look at, I look at Kobe World, and in no particular order, out of the eight matches that weren't the comedy, I had three and a quarter, I had three and a half, Four stars, four stars, four and a quarter, four and a half, four and three quarters, and a five star match. Whoa! Like I haven't, I haven't stacked something that can that hit all those numbers since probably, probably Wrestle Kingdom eleven, if I remember right, because that was the Kushida Tana, uh, Kushida Hiromu, um, Goto. Suzuki, I think it was, and then Tanahashi, Naito, and then Omega, Okada. Wow. I just, I don't know, man. Like, dude, the 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 six. So, did you go back and watch the the BB Hulk match? Uh, I'm trying to navigate that now while we're talking. I did watch the beginner. And then when I was like, which mask guy is which? And then there was lack of wrestling. I was like, oh, I think I got called to do something that match that oh i love that and that it kaisuke okuda the old former ddt guy was in that match um man, i would three yeah the, the second match man i would four stars on that and it was just a, a 2v2v2 random man I, I don't think i've ever given a four-star match to something that had brother yashi and punch tomonaga in it <laughs> and, and or no it was a 3v3v3 like i i mean i'm sure something back in the day but it's just I don't know. It, it resonated so well with me how great this show was. And there was, you know, the, the two of the three final matches, the story behind those two matches just mm-hmm. were so good and so well told that even though, like, I thought the overall package made the matches better than the actual matches were. And I'm usually I'm not fine with that, but I was fine with that because of what they like. Oh my God. It just, this was, this was, 
this show made me realize why I fell in love with Dragon Gate all those years ago. Because it felt, it felt like the Dragon Gate where they were making people and they were making stars. Hyo Watanabe is going to be a star. I I will firmly put my stamp on him in the in the second match of the night. Like he looked like a star, and he's just a a Mochizuki Dojo trainee type guy. And he him Yuki Oshoka and Kota Minora look incredible. Like if if that's your future, those guys with Ata, Big R, and Ben K, you guys are going to be okay. <laughs> like <laughs> Kaito Oshida over in Maximum is another guy. Like you guys are going to be okay, and. And let's not forget KZ and Shun Skywalker, which was incredible. Oh my gosh! I and, well, let's let's break it down then. I mean, obviously we're breaking it down, but no, I agree. The the Shun uh, Skywalker and and KZ, I I thought was a true that that was the first match that I I started with, and holy moly, that that totally changed my views on. Okay, let's buckle the hell up here, you know, and you know, let's. Let's see a, a code red and then a spinning elbow, just, you know, combination sequence there, um, you know, by, by KZ where you're just like, holy crap, where you think Skywalker's about to get one, you know, hit one of his many aerial assaults, you know, that, that he was getting on KZ, which I thought KZ dominated the majority of the match there. But then for him to get his knees up, you know, after the, the moonsault attempt, and then for him to just say, finish him you know, R-rated Mortal Kombat's uh, future movie style, which is like, holy crap. Like this, you know, both these guys are, are legit. Then finding out Casey's been wrestling for like 10 years. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought this guy was brand new. Nope. It it was, this was, this was great for the fact that, you know, th- these are two guys that, Shin Skywalker got a, got a huge moment during the dead or alive cage match when he won and then broke off by kicking himself out to, to set off and start on his own path. And, you know, both of these guys got title matches against Pac and were fantastic matches and really were, were given that they're going to be the future. And then, and then Drake, was like, F it. We'll do it live. Let's just put them together. And, <laughs> and like, if you, if you look at this match from start to finish, the the as hard as they were hitting each other and the the breakneck pace they were going and the story with Skywalker obviously being the younger to to KZ who's the veteran and he overcame that offense KZ had and then he started you could tell he started getting frantic because he knew he couldn't beat him so he started going for every little type of roll up and thing he could do to beat KZ and then finally, when he tried to exasperate his last ditch and just start flying at him, you know, KZ near the end of it just sends him head first off the top rope and just kind of muffed him on a dive. And then, <laughs> I mean, that, you know, and, and by then he just, you know, it was about over. And, and then he just kind of took him out and, you know, Scott Walker was just done. And, and he finally got back up, went for another thing. You know, and right before that, too, he had gone for that moonsault. And Casey got the knees up and took all the life out of him. And mm-hmm. we got the comeback from Skywalker that you want for the young guy who really fought his way to get back into this match. But KZ showed that he is on an, in a different world right now. I mean, these two guys wrestled like, all right, we're just going to put you on this show. And yeah. you guys are going to go in the middle of the show. 
you know, go out there and, and show why you're probably two of the best three or four workers in this company all year. And they took, they did that. All right, this is our moment. What are we going to do with it type thing? And you know, it was, it was like, we got nothing to lose. Let's show that we're stars too. And they did it. I mean, everything, I mean, even the body slams were stiff. <laughs> Remember, I mean, uh, Shoot Skywalker was was trying to do what like a crazy flip off the turnbuckle, and then like KZ just punches him like right in the head. <laughs> you know, like you said, it was just a hard hitting impact throughout. They were like, "Let's go steal the show. We're fourth mm-hmm. on the card. We're technically the first match. You know, minus you know some the comedy matches and the multi mans. Like, hey, let's let's go out. Let's you know prove people." you know, that, that we are, like you said, the, you know, part of the top four, top five wrestlers in this company. Hell, KZ had had the Jesse White tumblers in the beginning intro, and then I'm pretty sure it was the Lonely <laughs> Island wrapping him down, um, you know, to the to the ring there. It was, it was like WrestleMania 14 all over again. Um, but, you know, Shoot <laughs> Skywalker did not want any of that as you know, he did nail some crazy moonsault hell when he was walking a rope and nailed, nailed the moonsault there. But, but KZ was just too strong. One of the most beautiful frog splashes I think I've seen in a long time came from KZ after seconds after nailing a superplex on the skywalk. Yeah. KZ time, baby. KZ time. <laughs> <laughs> and but, You know, as, as much as like, sometimes we'll, we'll kind of either, Praise or poo-poo, very elaborate entrances. This was one that I I kind of put put over like you kind of did there, where this made KZ feel like a like he felt like yes. a big deal when he came out. And and God, and should Skywalker just looks like a million bucks? Like this dude is just yoked up there, you know. I mean, this dude is in such good shape. But I, Mr. Lariato on Twitter, if you if you guys follow him posted a picture after the, the show on the 28th. Um, it's the Irish whip counter reversal that I was talking about where um, he uh, goes to shoot KZ to the corner. KZ counters, excuse me, shoots Skywalker. Skywalker jumps, lands on the top rope, does a reverse hands, um, high cross body and KC sidesteps him and just punches him in the face in midair. <laughs> like, I was like, dude, it's just, it was so good, and it, it wasn't even like that. Like it was like a twelve minute match, I think, fifteen minute match. Like it wasn't even that long, but they just—I mean—they went just at a breakneck pace. Mm-hmm. And you know, KZ. Now I've I've always had heard about him, and over the last year, I'd kind of started to see some stuff. You know, early early to mid twenty eighteen when I started sm- slowly getting back into Dragon Gate year year and a half ago, but. KZ might, I don't know if I can fully say this yet, but he's had some big matches where this guy might creep into my top 10 for the year because the match with Shun Skywalker was tremendous on four and three quarters. His match with Ben K in the tournament semi, the yes. King Gate semi we watched was just as good. And I mean, the, the first match this year that I almost went five stars on was KZ and Pac from January. I think it was. Um, he's low key having a really good, I realized I did the Inglorious bastards three where I counted with the thumb pointer and then middle finger for three. Um, <laughs> but it's, 
I mean, he was, this dude's just, he's on another level. And they, they took every opportunity that they were given and just superseded it, man. This was tremendous. Go out of your way to watch this, people, if you didn't. It was so good. Oh, it looks like they took off uh, Kobe World off of the uh, Dragon Gate Live. Just video not found. So Dragon Gate's thing does some weird stuff, I think, where they have it, like, I think it's like a week on video video on demand, and then it goes away for a month, and then they kind of fine tune and do any kind of like uh, clipping, and you know, just kind of if they can trim anything on like get rid of intermissions and things like that. I think. Okay, that makes. But I was just like, all right, like I said, I was going to try to watch the comedy match and the BB Hall comeback match, but it was like, nope. It was the guy from the comedy match, by the way, that said page error, and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Bogus. You're uh, you're as confused as I am um, seeing that Chris Saban was at the Performance Center on Monday. What? <laughs> Just as really? confusing as he said, such a strange, almost nostalgic feeling uh, it is to be in Orlando again. And he took a picture of the yeah. Performance Center thing. Wow. Like, oh, Trainer, <laughs> huh? Who knows? That's weird. I mean, he can't wrestle anymore. I mean, he could technically, but I mean, just like uh, his other murder machine gun, you know, partner we we're talking about earlier, uh, who's who's going to be fighting for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, how are these guys still walking, <laughs> let alone you know, prepping to to go on a three hundred date tour with with the uh, with the E? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, I don't know. Good for him. Good for saving. I, I mean, they got AC8, so I mean, they got two mummies. They could definitely <laughs> have a tag team. Um, should, should we just should we run through? Um, should we run through Kobe then? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, opening match we saw the team of Super Shisa, Kness, uh, Shachioko Machine, Problem Dragon, and Drastic Boy. Um, Taking on the team of Kenichiro Arai, Jason Lee, Kaisuke Okuda, Dragon, Dia, and Jimmy. Uh, fun match. Fun match here. I Jimmy. went three and a quarter. I loved the fact that Kaisuke Okuda got time to shine. He did that insane triangle choke off of the yeah. top rope. Horn Kunrana triangle choke roll through. Um, did all the... All of like the, the good stuff that I liked about him in in DDT, so that was dope seeing that. In <laughs> with all the crazy luchadors doing as much as they were doing in it, and just doing exactly what you want, you get the crowd excited. You go out there for five minutes, and you just go nuts. And that's what they did. And Okuda was kind of the odd man out, and he made up for it with stuff like that. And that's why I remember that the most. Um, Kness. Uh, got the victory over Dragon Dia with the Hikari Noah for the victory. Um, basically, the it's like a Oklahoma roll. Uh, okay, because I was it. like, they rolled around the ring uh, with the, with the countless uh, or endless uh, roll up reversals, and then again, they just, it was I assume was a rolling cradle. But yeah, it was a pretty interesting ending there. But like I said, it was a nonstop <laughs> action. Uh, n- no, uh, no pun intended at uh, Chris Saban there, but. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a fun opener from what I saw. 
Uh, uh, Jason Lee. Some people might remember him from the Cruiserweight Classic. He was the man with the nunchucks. I was going crazy. I thought his um, name was Earl. <laughs> but that was a good little match. A nice little match. Um, the next one, some people have been lower on this, but I am praising this as such an awesome match. I think some people might might have had a little bit lower just because you know, PB Hulk, in the words of with Kenta, you can kind of tell that he's, I mean, he's just had such a such run on his body, and he's not what he used to be, and that's fine. Um, and you know, I'm I'm obviously growing with Kenta, and getting accustomed to it, and I think that helped me with BB Hulk. Uh Tor is always a quality hand. Yosuke Santa Whoa. Maria was up to uh, nor- her normal antics with the 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 kissing. Um, so that was pretty funny. Natural vibes seemed Genki, brother Yashi punched Omanaga. Um, Genki's always a great hand. Uh, shout out to Genki, by the way, later in the show when, when Ultima Drag is in the ring and they try to talk to him, he just breaks down and starts crying. I was like, oh my God, Genki's losing. Genki's not going to be able to do this commentary. But this team of, um, Hyo Watanabe, Yuki Yoshioka, and Kota Minora, man, I am telling you, these guys are going to be something special. This match was so fast paced and so much just bang, bang, bang. And would you look at six of the nine people in the match? I mean, Kajator, I guess I shouldn't say tremendously. He was a guy who almost won our move of the year a couple of years ago um, with the Gura Maga Kami. I think it's called. Oh, I can't remember what the damn thing's called. I'm sorry. But, you know, BB Hulk is older. Genki's older. Yashi, Tomonaga. They're just not, you know, they're not those guys, but mm-hmm. man, Hyo Watanabe throws a back senton that like rivals Akira Tozawa with how pretty it is off the top rope. I mean, it's it's so good. And you know, the young guys, the young guys get the job done. I, I'm really excited for you to check it out. It's it's either going to be one where you're like, all right, you know, that was a great spot fester. Holy crap, this is really fun. And that was kind of the route I went. There's, you know, I think Grapple's got it at like a three. I want a four, oh, wow. so it's fun. How, uh, and then, how did BB Hawk look though, kind of in this match after what six, seven, eight months? He was kind of out when they had him in there to do, you know, his his kick spots and his his um, like his arm drag counter that he that he does with that he did with Genki in the match. There's a Lariato. I see has a gif of that too. It looked okay, but. There was just some things you could tell he just couldn't pull off anymore, and he mm-hmm. didn't try. And I think that's what helped it. It was it wasn't like oh here's BB Hulk failing at trying to do something, you know. Like when I watched Kenta going back to him go for the flying knee on on um, Tanahashi, and I mean he barely even hit him. He like flew about <laughs> he hit a vertical like knee, and I'm like oh Kenta, damn it. You know, so BB Hulk didn't overdo it, but he wasn't the focal point of the match. He was in the mm-hmm. the comedy stuff with Yosuke Santa Maria more than getting in there and doing some crazy wrestling. If that makes sense, was he back as a goth BB Hulk as we saw him in nope. the uh, the capture the flag cage match? Okay, um, so he's with Tribe Vanguard, so he's with KZ Yamato and and whatnot. There, I mean. What I've learned from Dragon Gate is, that, you know, as you would always talk to me about, you know, a la the uh, Capture the Flag uh, Steel Cage Deathmatch um, from a few uh, months ago, is their factions. They take very seriously. Trap Vanguard is, I mean, you know, they, they were the tag team champs or the open the 
uh, quadruple gates or where the triangle gates. No, well, that, that, that's the triple. Anyways, you know, they, they hold their factions, you know, pretty highly here. Um, do you think BB Hulk, you know, kind of goes more so mentoring role or, or manager or, or more of a, you know, teaming up with KZ every now and then to make it like a specialty type match? I oh, I could see him doing stuff with 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 more of the guys. KZ's um uh KZ's natural vibes with Genki and, oh. and those guys. Uh, the um the Jamaican colors. Yes, um, yes. Oh, I thought they were but, uh, all tribe Vanguard. Thanks, Internet. <laughs> you know, I mean, if they want to do stuff with Kagator and Yosuke Santa Maria, Yamato, Kai, guys like that, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think he's in a good spot where working multi man matches can prolong him still being on the roster and not look, not look as, is like lesser. If that is the best way to put it, like mm-hmm. we're not going to see his flaws as much. That's what, there's where I'm going in a match like ah. this. And maybe, maybe he kind of gets it back on. And you know, it, it's one thing too, when, when it gets back on, on the dragon gate um, network, You'll see it's not what he was 10 years ago in that match with Quackenbush and, and Tazawa. Like, it's, he's not moving at that speed. But, I mean, it, it was still fluid. It was just a lot slower. He wasn't dancing. You know, he wasn't, I mean, he was, he was having fun, but it wasn't, it just wasn't the same BB Hulk. But, you know, once again, when there's eight other people in the ring, you can hide it. And when you got yeah. the, th- the three Mochizuki kids that are going out there just going batshit crazy. It definitely makes it a lot easier for some of these other guys who who aren't you know what they were, <laughs> but it was good. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, I felt better about BB Hulk than I ever did about like Ultimo and Tajiri over the last year, ah. watching them in all Japan. When like I watched like that match, I think it was like Tajiri, Tajiri wrestled. I think it was Daichi Hashimoto at one of the all Japan shows, and and um. Like I'm just watching it. I'm trying to be respectful, but I'm like, God, oh, this is bad. <laughs> like, yes. and I mean, Daichi Ashimoto is, you know, he's hit or miss. I mean, the number one thing we can remember on him from the carnival was, ah! Ah! you know, crazy <laughs> screaming he was doing. But yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, the the Choi man, Choi Hong Man defeats Ryo Saito and Stakari Chikawa. Wait, what, what's his name? Choi Hong Man. Oh man! <laughs> hey now, man. Saw you. Uh, saw you, comedy Bing Bing fans out there. Hey now, man. <laughs> and I mean, there was good spots. Like Stocker Ishikawa goes up to Choi Hong Man, and he's like, "Get ready to test the strength with him." And he's like, "I think it'll work." So he he grabs Saito and like kind of like whispers in his ear a little bit and then goes over to the corner. He gets on the top rope and now he's, he chicken wings on top of Saito and now he's like, God, and now he's trying to do the, the test of strength because he's almost as tall as Choi Hong man now on top of Saito and they still lose it. <laughs> so they, Sakura Chikawa does this move and I can't remember what it's called, but he puts his hands together like he's praying and he jumps and he drives his, his, like two hands together right near ass crack. And like, it's like, it's like a, like a kind of like the little three, three prong devil, devil pitchfork that he has. 
it's kind of like the same thing, like a cartoon character poking the guy with it, but he just does it himself. And he does it to Hongman Choi. Oh, maybe it's Hongman Choi, not Choi Hongman. Did I, maybe I wrote that down wrong, because that sounds way... <laughs> no, it is Choi Hongman. Never mind. I was Hongman Choi sounded way better. Anyway, um, he, he like did that, and Saito got him down, and Saito is going for his like tequila sunrise um, submission type move, and he's got the arm wrapped, but he he's too long, so he can't reach his leg to do like the half crab with it. So he's yelling at Ichikawa, and Ichikawa's trying to pick up his leg and bend his leg back so he can do the submission, but then he can't reach, so then he goes to the leg, <laughs> but now he can't get the arm. Like, I mean, so it was, it was comedy-wise, it was really entertaining. And then finally, uh, Choi Hong Man just chokes out Ichikawa for the victory. Like, all right, I'm done with oh, this. Geez. <laughs> Seven foot two. Also, a Hong Man Choi sounds like he should have been in uh, Triple Threat. <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls it, the cycling Yahoo. Um, he got him down. There's the um, Lariato, speaking of it again, he's got it um, where he, he puts the arm and he bends it, and he's, I, I can't reach the arm, but he's itching his head in confusion looking at it, and Sakurichi Kawa is looking back at him, and they call timeout, and they stop, and they're like, right, what the hell are we going to do to this guy? And, and Choi Hong Man's just laying there like dead from the... the well, why wouldn't Ichikawa, like, bring his leg out to him, or him, he takes advantage of the leg while while the other guy has the, uh, the arm wrapped up? What, I get it, it's a comedy match, but I mean, come on, you gotta have a little bit of uh, common well, sense there. Well, then they there. start arguing because they're, like, not in the same page, like, he, <laughs> and Ryo Saito's, like, got the leg, or the arm bent, and uh, for those of you wondering what this move is, it's just like what Jimmy Uso does, where he does, like, a, a Mahi straw, but he stops, sits on the arm bent, and then does a half crab. It's essentially that. Um, After the, a few the, too the, many uh, drinks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not trying to get fired again. Um, and he's got him locked and he's itching his head and Saito starts doing the like where he moves his arms over and then like pull like over pull and Ichikawa's <laughs> following his arms going back and forth and he keeps looking at him he's like give me the leg and he's just so then he sets a, lets go of the arm and he starts like waving his arms like what the hell are you doing and Ichikawa's all confused and, and it, was just, it was it was in for five minutes it was fine I mean it was like five minutes and 20 seconds and what I love too was after this happened, this was the now we're going to give you KZ Shin Skywalker. And I I just thought about this. They gave the first two matches away for free on their YouTube. I bet you I could watch I bet you you could watch the BB Hulk match on YouTube. Oh, very nice. Because uh, Larry Dallas and uh Rich Pacini kept talking about that. How Ooh, you know Rich Pacini? Yeah, he was uh, he was in WWE. I think it's like Rich Brennan. He did SmackDown, maybe. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he was. They were really good though. I tweeted at him. I gave him props. I said, "You guys are doing good." Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, Mister! I listen to Japanese commentary. Yeah, you know, man. Hey, I, let me. I'll pull it up here. But I, I'm going to get rid of this page so I so I can go to the Twitter. But um, I was going to drop or say this later. But uh, Big Japan, August 25th. The team of Michael Elgin and Masaki Mochizuki are going to take on Daisuke Sakamoto and a mystery partner. I wonder who the hell that's going to be, and that show might kick a lot of Wow. Elgin gaining a lot of momentum in 2019 uh, with 
with this Brian Cage matches. So yeah, I mean, going against another Haas, I mean, that, that should be pretty damn uh, fun and interesting. Mochizuki, who's like the the you know he's fifty and he's still beating the hell out of people <laughs> type thing. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Whoa, Twitter's different. What in the Whoa. hell? Um, I don't know where he is on this. Um, I was gonna try to find the what I what I tweeted about it. Um, oh, I I retweeted a smug ass picture of Ata. If anyone wants to see a picture of somebody where you're just like, this guy is the biggest. I want to punch you in the face. Um, this picture on our Twitter. Um, awesome. Oh man, that was the Ata using the chair shot. Uh, man, that was awesome. Uh, let me see if I can find this damn thing. Ah, uh, da 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 da. That was. Oh my god, I can't. Wait oh, to talk I can about. honestly say I don't usually listen to the English commentary on my Japanese streams when offered, but at Rich Bocchini and at Lawrence Musa are doing a fantastic job tonight. Great work on that fantastic KZ versus Shun Skywalker match. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I and he said I, thank you. Even tight. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Bocchini did. Um, and uh, yeah, like, and that's one of the things too. Like, um, they didn't treat it like they did it perfectly. So, as somebody like me who knows the company but is just coming back to the company, mm-hmm. they didn't do it as like everybody listening. We're going to educate you and tell you everything you need to know about this. They were like, look, we know some of you people know things. We know some of you don't. You know, this is our first outing. We're going to give it the best effort we can. We might not know all the moves, but we're going to damn sure try and give you the best experience you can have. Um, and, we, and you know, for those of you who don't know, we will give you a little bit of a run. We just want to call the show. And they openly went out there and said, we know not all of you are, are noobs. We're not going to treat you guys like that. So they were yeah. able to focus on that story more too, which was <laughs> I forgot about the this this yeah we got to watch that Omega show. That pick that gif is awesome with him and the uh, Kengo Nakamura whatever his name was that young lion the bald guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah yeah that uh. Kengo Nakamura. Oh Kota Omega, you son of a bitch. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was it was for what it was, man. It was it was fun. It was a really fun match. And um, then we got so we already talked KZ Shin Skywalker. Let's go to the Triangle Gate. Uh, Takashi Oshida. Is that on your match of the year list? Is that on your 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 top fifteen? KZ and Shin Skywalker. Yes. That's when my five star matches are gone. That's definitely going to be up there with the like that that top tier of the four and three quarters. Like when I rank the four and three quarters, that one's going to be up there. Like it's gotta be. Cause it, it once again tells, tells the story of the show mm-hmm. where everything meant something. Every opportunity was taken and succeeded. Like they, there was no corners being cut. It, it almost felt in a, in a, weird way the same way that all in did and the same way that ddt's coming to america did where they wow. knew they had a new with so many more eyes than they they've had in recent years or ever in the case of you know all elite wrestling and they took it and they ran with it and they they 
maximized everything and they didn't falter. They didn't blow it. This show, they, you know, they, they had English commentary. You know, aside from New Japan, nobody else does that in Japan. They brought in yep. an English team. They brought in a team that worked hard, real hard. All these wrestlers from, you know, the the opening 10-man that was a quick five-minute spot fest to the random comedy match to two of the biggest up-and-coming stars that, that, that we have in wrestling in my eyes right now after this match. KZ and Shin Skywalker, they took it and ran with it. Naruki Doi is, which we'll get to, is might be, oh I don't know how far He's he's got to be one of the greatest tag team wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Because even when we saw him doing the speed muscle thing with with Yoshino and Dragon Gate, you know, 10 years ago, he was this in tag matches. Like, every time this guy's in a tag match, everybody's level improves. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and kudos to him because he was in, I would say, what, 75% of the match he was in that oh ring, making everyone look great, including his partner, uh, Kaito Ishida. Oh, my God. It's just like he's, he's, he's literally the guy that's like, all right, here we go, and all right, now it's you. And now, you know, he's like the director. And yes, everybody yeah. marks, and he's in the middle of it. And he looks just as good, like, and and I know some people don't like, don't think he's like an all timer because he never had the greatest singles matches and singles run. I still, I, I will put him up there. I mean, one of the first Dragon Gate USA shows, um, uh, Naruki Toy worked Brian Danielson, and they put him over Brian Danielson, which blew everyone's mind. Like this guy's had the matches. But when you look at the body of work that this dude has done as a tag team wrestler, you know, he looks the same as he did 10 years ago when they were stealing the show at ROH. Yeah. So you go back to the, the M2K Crazy Max Doofixer era, um, early 2000s when they were still Tormon doing half of the stuff. Like, it just, this guy has always been an incredible tag wrestler. He just gets it. He He's, it's it's like, like we always say, there's some guys who are just that. Like Arn Anderson, he was he was a fantastic wrestler, but when you got Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard in a tag match, there was just something different about those guys. And the rookie toy manages Naruki toy, but in the first, <laughs> and he, I love how he still does that. My first paragraph of that uh, fantastic. Uh, opened uh, quadruple gate championship tag team uh, tag team match there. Um, he's probably mentioned nine times. I put Doi and Yamato have a nice quick start. Doi calls all guys to beat a big R. Then he takes a quadruple drop kick. Doi with the running sent on Aita. Um, and then I put Cannonball on Big R and, and Ita while Ita's in the tree of woe by Doi. Doi has been awesome in this match. Top rope sent on by Doi. Like, this is all just boom, boom, bang, bang. And then where he nails that great sequence of reversals with Yamato, and then he just the kicks and insiguries. Tiger suplex by Doi. Kai breaks it up. And then he nails Kai with two drivers and a running kick forward two. Then we bring in the stack of chairs where Doi looks to powerbomb Yamato, grabs Eita on the top rope, 
Naruki Doi power bombs Yamato as Yamato suplexes Aita on the chairs. So this guy made the match all about him, but he definitely needed to make the match all about him because he was nothing short but perfection for the open the twin gate uh, championship match there. Well then, I mean, and then they get that they have that crazy ladder spot. I mean, or the not ladder, but the what you know what the chair. I mean, okay, let's stop for a quick second because we got two <laughs> matches before this. But it's it, it just it, do it. This, I mean, that's the best that tag team match this wrestling, year. By the way, we're, we're oh just previewing what the tag team wrestling match. Sorry, ladder war, ladder war, but uh, yeah, ladder war can eat my ass after everyone. this match. <laughs> So, uh, open the Triangle Gate Championship. It, this was this was one of the like one of the two locks of the it. night, in my opinion. Uh, really, the, the Strong Machines. Yeah, Jay is going to be a guy. Strong Machine Jay, who's the actual son of the original Strong Machine. Um, Andre the Giant. <laughs> no, that's this is Andre's shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh, I love it. So he's gonna get gonna get pushed, um, and then Strong Machine F and G, who are in the best shape I've ever seen them in their lives, but we don't know who they are. Um, they defeat the uh, the real Extreme Diffusion, uh, the Red ta- uh, Triangle Gate. Yep. They're the champions. Takashi Yoshida, Sushi Kan, and Kazuma Sakamoto. Um, Strong Machine J with the Majin Fushigatame on Kanda gets the victory. I went three and a half. This match was way better than it should have been. Like, I was like, all right, Cyber Kong's cool, you know, but he's not, you know, he, he was very hit or miss in the carnival. He was fun, but, you know, he wasn't always the greatest. Yasushi Kanda is all right, and Cosmo Sekimoto's like a high-level, like, grungy indie guy. You know, he's like a <laughs> shindy dude. But he's, you know, he's he's had a hell of an improving year. When I saw him and Noah in January when they were doing the hooligans thing with Yuki Ino and him and Cody Hall and those guys, I was like, when did Cosmo Sekimoto have any business of getting better. And, you know, especially after his WWE run when he was Sekimoto there, like, he went, I was just like, ah, whatever. Um, I think he was with, because he, he was with, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Albert, Lord Tensai. That's what, it, that's that's who he was with. He was Sekimoto's <laughs> little, little manager guy. So, I mean, like, I'm like, this dude's not that good. But he's turned it around and, I don't know. This match is really fun. I was like, dude, they're, they're working. Um, you know, F and G solid veterans who are doing a great job helping strong machine. J keep, keep going. And they got the right guy over. They put over the young, the young future guy. And they're immediately doing this again. This is the fourth guy. Now that I'll, I'll bring up with Watanabe, Yoshioka, Minora, who a few years down the line now, You've already established KZ, Shin Skywalker, and obviously the guy we're going to talk about in the main event that, you know, had the moment. This company is is back to being a factory. You can see it yeah. when you watch these shows. And, you know, it's, it's just it's the exact opposite of some of these other companies we talk about. And, you know, we, we look at ring of honor. They had a partnership with Noah. They had a partnership with, with dragon gate. And we may be saying they had a partnership with new Japan now as well. Like, yeah, all these companies have grown minus Noah, the other two and ROH has gone the opposite way, which more and more makes me think that these companies go and help ring of honor. They don't need ring of honor. Ring of honor needs them. 
and this shows a definite a definite proof of with all these new stars they built and <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun man it was a nice solid snug six man what'd you think of this I mean that that crossbody from from the smaller strong machiner I believe you you you'd coin him as Jay um <laughs> you know he, he did his he did his work couple of notes I had from this. I feel you, Cyber Kong. I was pissed along with you when uh, R.E.D. lost the straps there. Um, the finish, it seemed like it surprised everybody kind of out of nowhere. Uh, it was a butterfly suplex pin um, where they got the win. And again, everyone was just like, huh? Um, as was I. Um, Sakamoto has awesome, colorful dreads. So shout out, uh, shout out to uh, Kazuma Sakamoto. But the one thing, Ryan, yeah, it was a it was a good match, you know, for for what it was. I I knew one person, but you know, ended up you know enjoying uh, Strong Machine J, um, and and the braiding style or the dread style of Cosmo Sakamoto. But who the hell was the bleeping Island of Doctor Moreau guy who comes out with the Strong Machine <laughs> Army with the bullwhip swinging it around? Uh, <laughs> That took me out of the match. Shogun K.Y. Wakabatsu. His name is even better. But a holy crap, what was that? It was like seeing Paul Ellerling coming out of uh, NXT <laughs> in Parkland, Florida, or something like that. But this dude was straight out of the uh, Island of Dr. Moreau uh, kind of clothing line there. But the whip said, uh, cracked it all. Um yeah, it was, it was a fine match, new era, strong machine, Jay. But uh, shout out to Shogun KY Wakamatsu uh, for, <laughs> for, for being the tits. So, so he's uh, he's he's uh, almost eighty years old. Um, he was in the original Machine Gun Army with the Giant Machine and Strong Machine One uh, as he was the Super Machine. So he was one of the original. Uh, it was him, Andre, and uh, Jay's dad, I believe. Were the the originals? Yeah, Junji Hirata was, uh, which is why he's Strong Machine J. Junji Hirata was Strong Machine Number One. Uh, yeah, Wakamatsu was the Super Machine, and the Giant Machine was under the Giant. So he Whoa. is one of the original machines. <laughs> it makes <laughs> it even out. better now. <laughs> and he was doing the weird. Yeah, I was like, the hell is that? And then I like because I didn't recognize him or any of it. And then when I saw the name, I was like, I think that. Oh my god, that guy was one of the machines. That's where I'd seen that name before. And <laughs> it's part of my little side notes that I have. I got another good side note when we get to the the uh the six man, but yeah. That Next was... matchup we have the Open the Brave Gate Championship, which is kind of like their their IWGP junior uh championship, correct, Ryan? Say <laughs> that again, I just saw your Miz picture. <laughs> oh. No, the the open a brave gate. It's kind of like their their junior title, right? Their two hundred five live title. Yep, yep. It's uh, it's the, the smaller man's uh, championship. Um, fun Susumu fun match. Yoko- oh, he's good. Yeah, uh, Susumu Yokosuka uh, uh, challenged by uh, one Flamita, who we have seen uh, a few times this year on various wrestling shows. But one thing I learned from this match, Ryan. Um, Susumo Yokosuka is the truth. Um, speed yeah, and power this guy has, the the connections that he makes is just brilliant to watch. Um, and, and you know they they did emphasize the injury to Flamita's ankle, but but I liked how 
it went opposite of New Japan. It didn't really affect, you know, uh, Flamita um, as you would expect it. It wasn't like a huge draw, uh, jarring point, you know, on, onto the match itself. Crazy 450s, crazy flips, dives, destroyers, running lariats, you name it. Uh, like I said, uh, Suzuka um, is definitely, Yokosuka is, is definitely the guy to watch out for. Um, this was uh, one guy that, that kind of was like, huh, I need to keep a, uh, an eye on him uh, as he did retain the Open the Brave Gate Championship. So uh, definitely a division now. I'm excited to watch uh, a little more. And he's another one, too, that was, you know, the original Tormon Dragon Gate where he was in there with M2K and Do Fixer and, and uh, the final M2K and, and stables like that. He was he was part of the Jimmys uh, when they disbanded last year when they lost to uh, Berserk, the, the Shingo T-Hawk Cyber Kong team. Um, wow. At the so General Live last year. Long, huh? Wow. Yeah, he, he is the epitome of a great... Uh, veteran hand. I think he's like 40, 41, 42, something like that. Whoa! Really? I, I never would have guessed that with the speed that he possessed. Um, so what does he ring kind of, I mean, is he kind of the the ultimate open the brave gate, you know, kind of legacy then for Dragon Gate? He's, uh, so this is his first run with the brave gate. Um, he's a oh. nine time trials champion though. Like that was his, he's been in, God, I wonder how many stables he's been in. I wonder if I can find a list. M2K, Doofixer, Final M2K, Typhoon, Warriors 5, Real Hazard, World 1, Junction 3, The Jimmies, and now he's part of Natural Vibes. So, I mean, he's been like the uh, epitome of of a six-man tag guy. But he's, I mean, he is such a good veteran hand. He was one of the guys in that big ROH six-man that blew everyone's mind back in the day. Um he was in the main event of the, I believe the main event, or no, semi-main. I think the main event was Doy and Daniel Bryan. Um, but the first um, uh, a Dragon Gate USA pay-per-view, um, he teamed with Shima, and they faced the Young Bucks. Um, so, like, he's been a huge deal. But, but, man, you know, Flamita, who's somebody who's been really hit or miss for me lately, showed out on here. Um, Jimon Okachi's left and right, which is his, what he calls his running lariat, was was just wearing him down. He hits the Mugen to get the victory. Um, I mean, a couple times he went for the Yokosuka cutter. I didn't didn't get it, but I mean, Fumita Fumita looks a lot better now that he's starting to like. He got really like like big and not like a muscular big for a minute. Now he's starting to fill in his body because he used to be like. Demtris scrawny and then he started like weightlifting and now he's kind of filling himself out which is nice too he's part of he's another tribe vanguard guy you can put in with bb hulk um <laughs> but man when uh yokosuka does does a okay so they're they're flamita's doing the lucha spot where he's got him in the full or the now i'm like acting this out i wish this was on twitch where they got him in like the test of strength and he goes down with them and he and he goes up to go for the pin, and Yokosuka push, puts his feet on his on his gut to like lift him up, and he pushes him up, and Flamita brings him with him, and he does a Canadian destroyer out of that thing. Yeah, I I about flipped my my desk over, like I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like I was like, boom, just gonna flip it over. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Mugen uh, Yokosuka driver, whatever you want to call it. Um, gets that victory to to win the match 
Um, God, it was awesome. <laughs> it says, uh, the way they describe it is the, the double underhooked backbreaker rack flip sideways into a DDT. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I want a full four and a quarter on that. This match rocked. Yeah, yeah dude, you know, if you can get a hold of some stuff, and you can probably watch it on Dragon Gate World here. Is, go back and watch some Susumu Yokosuka stuff. He's he's one of those I dudes. I never would have guessed that this dude was 40 because he was moving like he was a, a sprite a 26-year-old there. So uh, kudos to his new regiment. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good comparison of a guy where, like, like he's one of, like, it's like Cesaro. That's mm-hmm. that's this is this is a good example where people who know him like literally would would argue he's one of the best guys that's ever been in a wrestling ring. But for people who don't know him or haven't seen a lot of his work would just kind of go, yeah. "Oh, that's good, but I I mean, he's whatever." But then it's like, "No, this dude's been doing this for 15 years straight at this level." And then you're like, <laughs> "Oh shit, it's like that's me, that's- uh... It's like me finding out about Taji Shimori, where I'm like, wait, what? This guy didn't come out yesterday? He's been doing it for 10 years. That's a really good one. Is, is Ishimori's another hand work? Because he had a like, lot of Ishimori-likeness that... to him. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, Ishimori's a guy where if you if you were a Noah fan, you know, him in High 69 doing a lot of the junior tag stuff, where... You know, if you just seen him in, in New Japan for the first time, like, whoa, this dude's tired. It's like, yeah, dude, he's been doing this since like 2007. <laughs> You're like, what? You know, Snoop's <laughs> been at this level since like 2002. Like, he's he is hell wow. good. Maybe before then. That's about the earliest that I would I remember because I remember watching the old Do Fixer, uh, uh, like the Crazy Max versus M2K stuff. Um, I had this old RF video like best of the juniors compilation and the third match on it was uh crazy max versus m2k and it was like i think mochizuki was in it shima was in it susumu yokosuka was in it maybe i can't remember the other guys in it but like i was like this is one of the greatest like six man matches i'd ever seen in my life and i always remember guys because of it and then it's like you know, all these years later, it's like, nope, this company just still does six-man tags better than anybody. Like, you know, it's it's like, wow, they, they had a great multi-man match, and, and Dragon Gate's like, hold my beer, and they get up and do the shit that we saw on this show. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. Uh, fun fact, um, apparently Raw's my TV, and uh, <laughs> Drake Maverick's wife apparently is a wrestler. Interesting. Um, yeah, she... But- Young classic. What? Are they like legit a couple? Are they legit married? So she was like Raina, like her name's like Raina Michelle or something. She was in the first one. Oh. Um, and then the next thing is uh our truth is coming out. Um, they're having like a twenty four seven championship summit. Eric Young does not look pleased. But I never knew our truth's theme song was actually stand up and say what's up. I just always thought it was I honestly thought it was pure gibberish. Not stand up and say what's up. Like no idea. So my head is literally blown at the moment. 
<laughs> I honestly had no idea those are the words. I thought it was just pure gibberish. <laughs> well, if you feel him stand up and say what's up. No, I will not. I will gladly sit in my chair. <laughs> I'm going to sit my ass down and not speak. <laughs> but he's made the E watch not watchable because I don't watch it, but like he's made it fun with the 24 7 clips and everything that I'd see. So, I mean, kudos to uh, Ron Killings, man. Hey, man, I've been on the Killings bandwagon since Impact started, damn it. Um, but like. It's, shout out to Brian Klecker. He was with me on that train in 2002. But you're, I will eat crow 100%. You can join me at the feast if you'd like. We laughed and clowned and posted memes in the group chat of this nickel-plated or penny-plated-looking 24-7, the worst title, worst thing, concept, generic-ass Iron Heavy Metalweight Championship for weeks and now it's becoming like one of the only things I care about when I watch the show <laughs> hey, when Pat gonna... Patterson won it last week I popped when DiBiase <laughs> took it from Alundra Blaze before she was about to throw it in a garbage can a la WCW I popped they're having fun I mean that, that that's something that the E has been missing I don't care about a Samoan summit I don't care about, you know, whatever else that they're kind of doing. They're having a tag match with all the, you know, mid-carders surround, surrounding the ring so no one leaves. Like, this is pretty damn interesting. <laughs> and I'll be a different. Hey, and, you know, and I think it helps, too, that, you know, our taste has broadened with a lot of the DDT stuff. And I think, I think if we would have been two years ago bitter – WWE fans, we would have been pissing all over this thing, but I yeah. think I think the DDT thing so kind of year made... ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess until we when we started watching DDT, was where it I was out. like, give them a chance, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I there's so I still I, I if if I never have to see Candice Michelle on my television again, I'm dear lord. When she won and she was doing that spin, and then yeah. she kept doing it, and they didn't cut the camera, I started like clawing like a like a guy straight jacket into a chair, into like my armrest because I was getting so frustrated. Like, okay, just stop, just just have her please stop. Just it was like when Hernandez was in that X division match and he he couldn't climb through the cage to get that. Oh, homicide. <laughs> and then he's trying to take his gloves off because he's like, oh, maybe oh this will have his gloves on. <laughs> I still have nightmares yeah, about like, Oh, God. Oh, just, just stop it. Shout out to Patterson, though. I feel bad. Like, he couldn't – like, they didn't even have him get pinned or pin somebody because of his health. But I'm, I thought it was awesome he was there. I'm with you on that. Like, yeah. Very good. It. It, was, it was fun. <laughs> you know, it was the only thing I actually watched from that reunion – Besides uh, Austin shilling the WWE, it was like when Vincent Shane and Paul Levesque were like, the WWE universe is yours. You control it. And then what's his name is like, we're like, you you guys are our family. The unit, I'm like, oh, God, turn it off. <laughs> Austin's cursing. Like, I was like, whoa, Austin, you guys are still, I think I'm still in there. Oh, shit. He's like, whoa, Austin. <laughs> Corey Graves <laughs> did it, damn it. 
speaking of doing it, uh, Ultimo Dragon, the, the, oh. uh, in the Dragon Gate 20th Anniversary Celebration Series Premium Match, uh, Dragon Kid and Masato Yoshina teaming again with the legend himself, Ultimo Dragon, taking on Masaki Mochizuki, Shuji Kondo, and Takuya Shugawara, wrestlers from many other companies. Um, you know, I believe uh, including, uh, what, A1 and Big Japan and all this other crazy stuff. But uh, six-man tag action, premium match. Ryan, what were your thoughts on seeing these these masters into in, in the ring? Like this match as a whole, I went four stars on because just what it was and like everything we got to see and the history behind it. And just, I mean, it was just, it was incredible to think about like what we got that, I mean, this is, this is one of like the biggest things. I think if you, like, if you put it in perspective, this is like Bischoff showing up on raw type level. Whoa. That was pretty big, man. Yeah. But like, it blew your mind. Like you're like, Holy crap. Um, yeah, that that's or that's even when Hairman announced on Ron like a few weeks before Mania 17, I was just like, wait, what? Like that, <laughs> I remember blew my mind just as equal as uh, Bischoff, but that big of a a thing, huh? I mean, obviously. I mean, when well, I mean, it's I mean, the whole company. I mean, this is what what made the company what it was. Ah oh, man, it was just—it was so good. It was—it was just you tremendous. You never even wrestled for them. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's the thing is they this whole Dragon Gate started because of a disagreement with Ultimo Dragon and all, and all the guys oh. like the Turumon and everything, and they were like, "Screw you, we'll do our we'll do it ourselves then." So and, the name of the company is basically a screw you as well. Yeah. Oh, look at the look at even half of the logo. It's almost like the Ultimo Dragon logo. Yeah. Huh. Getting um, some learning on here. That's pretty. That's interesting. Very nice. So, what what I thought was was wild with this too was the team that they faced, um, Mochizuki, Shuji Kondo, and Takuya Sugawara. They were a group called uh, Agon Iso, and they used to be with Brother Yashi, uh, a guy named Shogo Takagi, who I don't know, and somebody who we're very familiar with because uh, Kazuki Hirata likes to wear his mask, and so does Polokan, but Toru Owashi, who's now in DDT, <laughs> okay. was, was with these guys. And uh, Shuji Kondo, you know, I guess... The, was just kind of like it was a big heel stable and Kondo I guess was just a prick just a douche and they had a falling out and uh, Kondo left the company and then Toru Washi left um, and Sugawara left they all kind of left uh, August 24th was kind of when it disbanded and then everybody kind of just took off and they stopped it um, and then Mochizuki then went on from there and did you know other stuff um um, so they had Mo- Mochizuki got kicked out of the stable, um, and then when when him and Shuji Kondo kept fighting over who was the leader, so Sugawara entered the group. Um, like I said, they disbanded on Demetrius's birthday in 2008 when uh, Kano and Yashi split up, um, and then Yashi went his own way, Shuji Kondo went his own way, and then they finally all 
went back together, um, Awashi Kondo and Yashi, um, at a Wrestle One event where Shuji Kondo has been wrestling a lot, um, most recently uh, against T Hawk in May for the Wrestle One title, which I did that Twitch stream for. So there was more than just Ultimo Dragon being back with this. It was also mm-hmm. all these other guys. And like somebody pointed out something like, could you imagine if all this beef never happened and, and people were just not pissed off about anything? Could you imagine if we would have got to see a guy like Shuji Kondo in the battles he would have had with guys like Shingo? Like, that would have been awesome. Um, so just, it's it just, there's so much what if um, with it all behind, you know, and mm-hmm. what was really good about this match too, like Ultimo Dragon, we know he's not what he used to be. It's the same, same thing I say about BB Hulk, but him and Mochizuki had some awesome exchanges. There was a spot where Ultimo, and this might have been the biggest heat of anything on the show. Ultimo is finally going to land, go for the Asahi Moonsault, uh, named after himself. And he, he hasn't done this move in years, and he's going to go for it. And then Sugawara comes and clips him off the, off the apron and stops it from happening. And he sat there and just smiled at everybody. And, I mean, that was the biggest, like, there were 7,000 people or whatever there, and they, I thought they were going to kill him. <laughs> you know, they were so mad. And then, you know, we got some great stuff. Shuji Kondo, um, doing the original two, um, it's it's uh he grabbed uh, uh Dragon Kid by the head and basically flipped them over his entire body and just spiked them. Which was just brutal. He shut up the Dragon more... Kid, by the way. Yeah, Dragon Kid was working yeah. working so hard. Um they, you know, they they had a bunch of callbacks to, um, I mean, just a lot of good stuff, especially between um, Kondo and Dragon Kid. There was they did this this back in the day to Kobe World 2004, 15 years ago on this date. Um, uh, Shuji Kondo basically did that exact same spot with Dragon Kid, where he grabbed him by the neck, lifted him straight in the air, and did like a 180 spike power bomb onto his head like a choke slam. Mm-hmm. And they essentially did a callback to it on this show in the same way. There's a gift case low posted of it too that I saw online um, for the callback on it. I mean, these guys came and they were they had their working boots on and they were going. And um, you know, like I said, the the the, <laughs> the cutoff too was so good. Oh man, just just fantastic. This is just. I also fantastic. love how how it was Ultimo Dragons. You know, big. Debut, I suppose. Yeah. Um, on, on Dragon Gate, and they give them no music for the for the <laughs> televised audience. Yeah. I mean, I, what's worse, Ryan, that or the generic trash that you'll hear when you watch old ECW Sandman matches? What, what's worse, in your opinion? Um, I think I'd rather just hear Dragon come out than whatever uncopyrighted song they wanted to play might have been. Although, why didn't you just, just play Yoshino's music? Like, I get it. Well, you want the live crowd to hear Ultimo's music. And, you know, it's it's just like when we, when Jericho came out and they didn't play Judas, I'm like, how do they not have the rights to Judas? <laughs> um, they all received flowers before the match. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, this was a big deal. This is a really big deal. 
like all six dudes. Uh, but I but I also love the you know again Dragon Kid. He was in this uh, in the ring eighty five percent of the match, uh, taking blows, but also delivering crazy uh, Hurricane Rana's, uh, you know, or Springboard Super Rana's, you know, in, into the match here. But I love how the crowd, because he was going to start off, pretty much was telling him to get sleep out of the ring, and then Ultimo Dragon's like, "All right, guess I'm starting this match," uh, because they seriously were going to have Dragon Kid's head if he was going to start the match. <laughs> yeah. And this is where I will give them credit to. I thought Shuji Kondo would eat the fall as the, as the guy who kind of got ran off for being a douche. And instead, Mochizuki, who doesn't take falls like this, this guy doesn't Whoa. beat a lot. He did the job to, you know, his, his mentor and trainer in ultimate wins of the Lamastral. And it's exactly the, how they should have done with, with Liger at the G1. Give him the victory. They yeah. gave Ultimo the victory. And it was the pop of the night. And everybody, I mean, it was such a feel-good movie, or movement, or like moment, excuse me, gosh, where, you know, maybe the work was like a three-and-a-quarter match, three-and-a-half match. You know, it was, it was, it was kind of like that other six-man where it was, it was better than it should be, but it wasn't up to the level of a lot of this. But just the raw emotion that you could feel from the crowd. Once again, Genki crying at commentary as the match is starting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this match meant so much to so many people. And this was a moment that people never would have imagined would have ever happened that, that has, has followed Dragon Gator, knows Ultimo Dragon. So that's why it was just, it was just awesome. It was so awesome. Man, speaking of awesomely great, yes, guys, we're going to do another three-hour epic, uh, so we'll probably be shut down in about a little under uh, 11 minutes here, Um, so get us on all podcast formats, whether it's, you know, sorry, Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, iHeartRadio, let's see, Stitcher, um, I believe they updated us, Uh, Spotify, of course, Um, TuneIn Radio, just search Strong Style Media. Um, and, and listen to the, uh, the awesomeness that went into the, the G1 Climax. But before then, uh, we're getting to this awesome, awesome, also blogstockradio.com forward slash uh, strong style media. Awesome open the Twin Gate Championship match. We got Team R.E.D. a big R. Shim- uh, Shimizu and Aita um, taking on Kaito Ishida and Naruki Doi taking on champions Yamato and Kai. Um, all six men working their asses off. We talked a little about this match, uh, 25 minutes ago. Um, for me, Naruki Doi, definitely the MVP. Uh, but honestly, Ryan, all six guys kicked lots of asses. I forgot how awesome Yamato is as well. Uh, but team RED, uh, who ended up winning the straps from Yamato and Kai, my God, Ita is just the oh. man. Guy is your ultimate the deal, man. Bad heel. <laughs> but Big R Shimizu, whoo, that shot put slam move. That is some dangerous, innovative stuff. Um, some some amazing things you can see in this match. So much that I'm just gonna say subscribe to Dragon Gate Live, uh, because there was a lot that happens within this match here. But uh I, I would say t- uh, tag match of the year for sure. Um, for, for any company, I, I will put that, um, you know, on, on anything there, but, uh, just the living B 
speeding that these teams just kind of gave into um, into each other, I should say. But Naruki Doi, man, who, as we stated, he was a bullet out of a gun uh, as as he was in the match. It seemed like for for majority of it, but he made sure every spot meant something. Whether it was you know again a superplex. Uh, into a powerbomb combination with Yamato as Ato, you know, aided onto the chairs there was insane. But uh, but Big R, man, he was doing powerbombs left or right, German suplexing, you know, he was getting German. Ashita was doing crazy stuff. Uh, but Big R taking that Canadian destroyer after his powerbomb was, was reversed was amazing, but it didn't matter since he got up to get that put slam to Ishida to uh to pin the the former champion but or not the former champion I apologize but uh but Yamato uh didn't recognize him for a while with that short hair but him and Kai makes me uh intrigued to see uh kind of their 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 tag run I'm not sure how many defenses they had but uh all six six men all three teams and maybe go wow uh we thought the match <laughs> extreme rules uh, with the SmackDown triple threats was was amazing. I think they said, "Hold my sake, we're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna turn it to 11. and that's exactly what these three teams did. Oh man, it was it was something remarkable. I I just you know I I love putting them over. Um, excuse me, man. I had a cherry Pepsi and I am gassy from it. Holy cow! Whoa. Um, <laughs> the um, the the fact that like Ata and Big R Shibitsu can just they truly exude dirt bags like I love it I freaking love it and I didn't think they were gonna win the match I thought the the big storyline for this night was gonna be Red loses everything and then they have to regroup and that gives Pac time to go do things elsewhere if the visa's cleared up, you know, if that's really what it is. Um, they came out and won this match. Aita with the salamander at the end um, to get the victory, which is his roll through uh, pin combo off the top rope. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those things we kind of talked about before where R.E.D. has that, that go away heel heat when, when they interfere it's not like, oh, God, here's Gato getting in the ring again or, you know, here's, you know, things like that, which which is fine at times. But they're just they're so douchey and they're so good at it. Mm-hmm. And then they win. And, and you're like, you got to That guy won. Like I said, I, I tweeted that picture of Ata as, as that dude's got one of the biggest. I would like to slap him in the faces I've ever seen on somebody. And it's just one of those things too. I'm going through past years here and I'm, I'm trying to figure out like how high this ranks. And there's a couple of these that I haven't seen that I'm actually going to go back and watch. Cause it blows my mind that these happened, but the Kobe shows always have a fantastic dream gate and a fantastic twin gate match. And I'm going back um, as far as eight years I've gone. Um, Whoa. So eight years ago, they, they gave us, the main event was Mochizuki and BB Hulk. And then our Twin Gate match, we got the Spike Mohicans, uh, which were Ricochet and Shima, defeated Junction 3 members Dragon Kid and Pac. I bet that was disgusting. 
2013, we got World One International members Naruki Doi and Ricochet defeating Mad Blanky members BB Hulk and Akira Tozawa with Shingo and Shima in the main. And that also had a no DQ match between Yamato and Mochizuki. Um, I mean, what 2014, the Millennials team members T Hawk and Ata defeated Akira Tozawa and Shingo Takagi of Monster Express. Wait, T Hawk I mean, and Ata and Ata teamed up. You're telling me that's a dream team, <laughs> holy bleep, that I've ever heard of. And that was five years ago. Wow. Yeah. Then 2015, it was Yamato and Doi defeating Seidel and Ricochet with Yoshino and T Hawk in the main event. Um, 2016, um, Yamato and Shingo was the main event with the, uh, the twin gate title. It was the Jimmies against Doi and Yashi. That was probably a weak match. This, that's, this is probably where they started hitting their little, little struggles. Cause now I'm, there's names on here. I don't recognize. So this must have been, okay. This must have been around that point. What do we have? Shima and Dragon Kid against Doi and Yoshino the next year. That's and this is when the thing I mentioned before where they started it almost felt like they were going back too far into oh crap, what do we do? Let's just make it work. Um twenty eighteen we had um Ben K and Big R Shimisu and BB Hulk and Yamato. That was probably pretty good. Um so I'm gonna go back and watch some of these. But like this was right there. This was one of those like we're going to steal the show and there's yeah. so many good things on the show. It's going to be tremendous to do. And I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but these guys just, I mean, please go out of your way. Some the only gripe that I heard was, was people were saying, man, this was 27 minutes long. And I went, so, <laughs> you know, when, when I didn't want 24 to minutes. Yeah. It's they're 24 minutes into the match. And, we're 22 minutes in, and we're now seeing Kaido Ishida get hit with a shot put slam um, to Kaido Ishida for the first pinfall. It's like, holy crap, we've just now had a victory. And then five minutes <laughs> later, because these guys have worked each other down so much, um, you know, there's a shot put slam uh, super kick on Kai, took him out of the match, and now all of a sudden you've singled out Yamato. Um, Ata lands a salamander and just gets the douchey cocky pin. Just do it, you know. And he's just sitting there like, ha. Ah. <laughs> and he gives that 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 face where you're just like, oh, he's such a scumbag, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> awesome. Ah, uh, and you know he was kind of that weird glue in this match that really made it work too because he stands out so much because of that just demeanor, you know. That and that's that whole demeanor that that red brings mm-hmm. that makes them so entertaining and Ata just just exudes it I can't wait to see Ben K feuding with Ata and, and Shimizu now coming in the future here but uh and we got a little taste of Ata and, and Ben K which we know can be a damn good match yeah. just imagine if they turned it up on this level which you know I'm fine that we're not seeing Ata Ben K right away since he has the uh the tag straps down but uh definitely check out this match uh Ryan where were you when Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Shima for the Open the Great G, uh, Open the Dreamgate Championship, uh, that was back before the internet was like a crazy thing, and you had to tape <laughs> trade. Did you that, tape trade that uh, one? Was that like 2006? Uh, seven. Okay, um, I knew I knew it was around that right before Dragon Gate USA started. And and that was the hard part too is because I'd see a lot of this Dragon Gate stuff and I would only see Dragon Gate on Ring of Honor. 
And then when the GG USA started and you were able to buy these, when high spots started selling the stuff, it made it so much easier. But, you know, up until then it was a lot of, you had to just, cause RF video, cause Rob Feinstein was a petty and, um, got arrested or whatever happened to him. So, you know, that killed a lot of the tape trading. And, wow. Uh, you know, and I think to this game, Imagine to that this, match in their prime. That's the crazy thing. I don't think I've ever seen it, to be 100% honest with you. I feel bad I spoiled it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I knew what, that was back when they were doing controlled terrorism unit, and he was he had the black and gold CTU out Oh, that was the evil liger? Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, he was like him, Devitt, and Dodo, and guys like that were in this heel stable. And... Wow. Um, I just, you know, and he went, he started doing other things because New Japan was just kind of in a, in that weird lull and he went and worked Isn't great. They, you know, um, like Alex mentioned, catch us on the, the download. We're going off live here in three. Peace out to the live. We are now on the download here. Um, but that's one I, I got to seek out. I don't download, know. Download, download. Uh, I don't know if you can hear someone who could sing to like, do that sound there. The download. <laughs> download. Have Jen do it. She can sing probably. The download. I could try. She'll probably be like, "Screw you!" And then I'm like, "Oh, okay." She's already <laughs> probably coming down here. Why we're not going to tacos yet? I'm like, "Tranquilo, tranquilo." <laughs> I wonder if you could even watch any uh, like old Shima stuff. Um, well, you think they wiped him out like they did punk where it takes forever to find a punk match? I'm looking right now. I'm like, hmm. Let's search. Shima. Search and search. Um, I just, uh, oh, no, there's Shima stuff. He's not in any of the thumbnails, but there's definitely, oh, shit. It looks like there's some of that old do fixer stuff I was telling you about. Oh, I might have to get some, get like link you some stuff to watch. <laughs> Cause there it looks like some of the old stuff on here that I. Well, I had stuff from 2000, him versus the Hollywood stalker. Whoa. Is that the one of January 30th? Yeah. Oh, Shingo. Kawa. some of these translations. Chocoball versus Shima and Sumo Dandy Fuji 2000. <laughs> man, these are great. Um, oh, man. I'm like, God, I, I can't wait to go back and watch some of this old stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so main event, Pac and Ben K. It's the crowning everyone's wanted. Um, Pac is just the most, he's so good at slow. And menacing and methodical and making mm-hmm. sure every attack he does lands and makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he, I loved the sense of this match because this was Pac showing that he has no respect whatsoever to the formal to the former Red RED member Ben K. This was him literally just you're nothing to me. You don't belong here. There's a reason we kicked you out. And he would just toy with them. And every time Ben K started getting his momentum back, 
R.E.D. was immediately there to stop it. Yes. And it wasn't like the over-the-top, like, yes, I mean, you had your, your crazy rap distraction things here and there, but this was like a mob mentality, making sure that this guy was not going to beat their champion. And he he gets through it. Um, he fights off. And he, and he keeps managing to land his spears. And his spears are so impactful that Dragon Gate is so good at telling the story, kind of like the old Okada Omegas where they're wearing each other down. And there's one thing he was able to hit. He was able to take the wind out of Pac. And he just, he just kept breaking him down. He just kept breaking him down. Um, he ate that kick on a, on a spear block, recovered from the superplex. Yeah. No, that superplex. Um, there was contact with the ref. He he got around it. He you know he 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 ousted all the red members with with the way that they were going at him. Gets more spears in. Pox finally showing the fatigue and wear down. Hits him with back to back Ben K bombs. Gets the victory and wins the title. And there was glorified emotion in his face when they mm-hmm. zoomed in and showed him. And if they do this right. They got their next star. I mean, they got their next guy. And Pac, I went four and a half on this match. I've seen some people at four, four and a quarter, which is totally, totally understand. But once again, like the emotion that I was in going, like when I'm watching this, like it's like six in the morning and I'm chomping at the bit, like, oh my God, I haven't been this excited for a main event of a, like a WrestleMania type show in a long time because they <laughs> did it so right and the hype over the last two three months with us getting into this company and reading all these these articles and listening to you know 15 different podcasts talk about it and you know my background on my computer is Pac versus Ben K Dragon Gate Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival like it's the poster is my background right now and Pac did it or he got him over Ben K clean I mean, definitely got uh, him over. What did you think of the of the main event? Hey man, when when I saw Ben K come out with new gimmicks, there were flames, you know, kind of coming out as he was walking out with the flags of the former champions. I thought that was pretty rad, and I said, "Oh, this is his Roman Reigns moment." And I'm not just saying that because of the spears and whatnot, but it definitely just felt like this was his match. Like it was a la Brock Lesnar and the Rock at SummerSlam in 02, you know, or Austin, you know, Shawn Michaels at, at Mania 14, where you're just like, this is his night. Like it, it was all there, but it, in some instances, I was like, there was so much in the era of Pac, you know, is he going to come to All Elite? You know, this match hindered on that if he was going to show up, you know, possibly at All Out, you know, with, with Cody making those words like, yeah, no, we want, this is so cool seeing Black Liger and Shima in the ring right now, by the way. Um, <laughs> Is it on but, there? Where did uh, you find it? Yeah, I just typed in Kobe and then just went to 2012. Uh, it's heavily edited it down. It's like an hour and 38 minutes. Uh, so we could possibly even do some throwback uh, watch-alongs with this. And uh, they're about to start the match right now. It's pretty rad. Um, Kobe, but 20, no, 2007? Yeah, it's just uh, 20, yep, 2007. But, um, sorry, no, but, uh, you know, Pac, like you said, he put him over so well because Pac was beating the living hell out of him for God's sakes. I mean, <laughs> whoo, uh, 
God, I have a lot of notes on this, which that's a good thing there. But, uh, you know, how the chairs were piled onto the floor, the black arrow off the apron by Pac right away on Ben Cade. It's like the first opening moments into the match. And, oh, yeah, that's right after Pac nailed the tombstone while they were both on the apron. And then, of course, Ben Cade is smartly rolling to the outside there. And he's getting nailed by all the chairs by R.E.D. So, again, like you said, you know, the overcoming of a faction. That's why I bring up the Roman Reigns, you know, type of, uh, you know, kind of uh, clout there. Just due to the fact that, you know, they, they were trying to make this guy look great, superhuman, if you will. You know, the heart of a, of a you know, a, of a champion, of a fighter, which he definitely displayed. I just think they were throwing way too much at him. But I get where they're going along with it. Ben K shows that he can, you know, throw some moves out there. Um, hell, even Shun Skywalker, you know, kind of uh, making an appearance here. But uh, then just getting thrown down to the ground there right away um, <laughs> after uh, after Pac throws Ben K and Sakamoto hits a pop up power bomb, which was an awesome match. So they were literally throwing everything and everyone into uh, uh, into Ben K there. But I love how Pac kept getting frustrated and frustrated as Ben K would, you know, kick out, you know, especially after hitting another red arrow or corkscrew dive by Pac. So I love how that was essentially his way, you know, the, the frustration led to him losing because it would lead to him making a mistake. Yes, Ben K took out, you know, out of R.E.D. But what, you know, as I talk, you know, what hero hasn't done that to a faction, to a group? you know, that's looking to take them out. So, you know, I, I dig that. You know, I believe there were five spears into this match leading into the two Ben K bombs. Um, but, you know, it's, as I say, it was pushed to make a new star. That just means that Pac, you know, is on his way to, to Jacksonville, or should I say, you know, to the Chicago land area for All Out. As we all rumored last year at All In that he was going to be a guy to make his uh, debut but I believe we will see it here uh, within about 30 days. But uh, an awesome match. I I just you know this was the first match of the uh, of the night here. Um, you know that that I watched out of this card, so it definitely put me in a nice uh, setting mood here. But I just felt you know like I told you on the phone, I thought Pac seemed like he was probably going to get up, a la you know Austin Aries right at three, just get up. You know, and just leave the arena there. But, uh, you know, he kind of sold it. Crowd loved it. Um, you know, it, it, it was just interesting. It was just a, a good match. But but watching that tag match, that just blew my my mind, uh, you know, kind of what Dragon Gate can be. But uh, we know Ben K <laughs> can have great matches, as we saw at uh, at the tournament there uh, against Ata and KZ. So, you know, now they're trusting this guy. A lot of people are clamoring for it. So, you know, it, it, it's his time to shine. Take the ball and, and run with it, Ben K. <laughs> um, are, you, are you watching this show in the background? Which one? <laughs> That's Kobe World? Yes. Uh, have you got to the three minutes and 40 seconds yet? Um, I am at an hour and 22 minutes. Oh, so I just started watching it. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, Jack, Jack Evans does a double moonsault springboard to the floor, and nobody catches him. And he landed right on his head and, like, knocked himself unconscious. 
and then they showed a replay of it. <laughs> Wait, what time? It's like three minutes and 40 seconds. Nice. I'm rewinding that back here. Um, so Dragon Gate, like, like Ryan said, ladies and germs, this is his show of the year. Kobe World 2019. Um, He's got so blood just... coming out of his nose from landing on his head. Oh, jeez. So I'll bring this uh, this question to you then. You know, as we're talking about mergers and acquisitions and whatnot, Triple H, while they were in Japan, met with officials from Dragon Gate recently um, and just kind of seen what is there. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Of Nothing is there. Stay away. <laughs> Stay away. Just because you got Apollo Crews and Akira Tozawa and you don't know how to use them, does it mean you should think you can use the rest of the roster when you couldn't even use their champion who brought this company from obscurity that it got itself in back to one of the most relevant companies in the world? They don't need you. You don't need them. Just stay the hell away. Just stay away. Oh, God. Got yeah, did you see that? <laughs> and then they show a replay to make it worse. Now he's tagging Yamato back into the ring here at where I'm at. No, he just... Um, Jack this opening is, this match is sloppy. Yep. An old, a young Akira Tozawa <laughs> and a young Yamato. Yeah, and the replay they like pause it on his neck bent, which is insane. He's bleeding profusely in the ring oh, right now. I, I can't tell which one of these guys is Akira Tozawa on the on the other team against uh, Jack Evans and Yamato. By the way, um, but Akira Tozawa is in this match apparently. Um, he might be the bald one. But uh, or the one with the T-shirt, actually. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but don't you um, think then? I mean, maybe they bring back, you know, uh, uh, Uha Nation and and Tozawa into the Dragon Gate stratosphere again. You know, maybe would, that would be a possible. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I don't. I don't know. Like, we have an avenue to watch the watch this company. I think that's the only avenue I want. I just, I don't, this show was so good. And the trajectory of where they left last weekend at the end of that show was the same way I felt when, when all these guys, you know, Anderson, Gallo, Styles, and Nakamura left New Japan, you know, just like when Shingo and T-Hawk and Lindemann, and and uh, um, Shima and, and those guys all left. And everyone's like, oh, no. No, they're fine. They're 100% fine. And we saw that. I'm optimistic, and I just I just want to see where this company can go. That's, that's so what that's I want. No. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't, Speaking of mad like, blinking. No, sorry, continue. I, no, no, I just like, I trust Triple H more than I trust the rest of them, but – I just, just don't do it. Just do it. And the thing too, oh, is that, oh, come that's Tetsuhiro Kuroda, old FMW alumni with the Kuroda crush, Lariat, oh, this match is joint in progress, taking on Strong Machine F, I mean, Don Fuji um, in this match. But uh, if, if Pac isn't at all out, I think then they then this becomes a bigger can of worms than we thought it was because then maybe it really is the visa issue that's now been leaking, which mm. if that's the case, if you're all elite wrestling, 
isn't it kind of dumb that you said that you didn't book them because of creative differences when they're using that as a work when it's really a visa problem? Like, wouldn't you have wanted to just say it was a visa issue and that's why we didn't book him? Like, doesn't that make both of you guys look bad that you said he didn't work because of creative differences? Like two words, you... gimmicked chair. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you know, what we talked about last week, Don Fuji just e honda hundred hand slapped Tetsuhiro Corona down the ramp. That was awesome. <laughs> um, God, this whole stuff is fun. But it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just like where your main event at Fight for the Fallen is 35 minutes because you have 15 people booking things. Like, if if it was a problem of creative differences, shouldn't you have used Visa Issue as an answer anyway? Because yeah. that doesn't make you... And then fans would be like, yeah, we get it. Traveling yeah, since spe- 2019. Yeah, I was going to say, especially after we saw with, with New Japan, you know what I mean? Like... So I don't know, that was just a little wonky, like, you know, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, we'll see him there, because if we don't see him show up in All Elite, like, these guys are, don't know what they're talking, they're, I don't know. But it's, hey, it's, maybe that means he's going to go back to Dragon Gate, so I mean, he he was almost undefeated for two years, he held the belt for, I think, 240 plus days, I mean, it's, you know, it, it'll be interesting, the, the ball's in his court, he's known to be a guy, you know, that, that adheres attention from the wrestling world not just in america but from all over and i think that's just as big now as it is you know just just for you know american wrestling fans also triple h has apparently met with officials from stardom as well so it looks like you know since he has performers from both of these companies you know tony storm and 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 whatnot you know being one of them from stardom you know piper nev or viper nevin um you know with the NXT UK there, it seems like he's trying to backdoor into working relationships. Um, oh, do you think, do you, do you think there's a chance? NXT Japan. <laughs> so who was the one guy said when he left WWE, it was a complete easy, no brainer of what company he was going to join. And he didn't do it. Ryback. Right Right back. I said, oh, Kenta, they obviously let him go because he's going back to Noah, and Noah's not a threat. So, you know, they're not going to let him. They would never cut him loose if he was going to go to New Japan. You know what I mean? And then he went to New Japan. You think there's a chance Pac would ever dabble in New Japan? Woo! I mean, him and Osprey. <laughs> Imagine that. Him and uh, Hiromu comes back. Him and Dragon Lee. Oh. I mean, and, he's obviously a junior, right? I mean, or, or do you think that, yeah, he's yeah. got to be a junior. It, look, I mean, Shingo is the same way. We, we, you know, Shingo looked a lot. Oh, this old lady just punched Don Fuji in the hip. This is, I don't know what's going on. I'm watching this on mute, but this is fantastic. <laughs> this old lady is doing elbows to Don Fuji on the ring post to his leg. And she's wearing a giant, like, Man, I, you gave me one of the greatest things that I'm going to watch in the next day or two. I'm going to stop right now. Cause I put it back on Liger and uh, and Shima, so I don't even know <laughs> when old ladies hitting people. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, there's so many things that came out of this show. I, I truly think um, I have an idea for a show that I want to do with there's – there's about five or six people that I've 
followed in the last couple months on Twitter um, from various different wrestling sites. I think maybe one of the Torch guys, two of them I think are Voices of Wrestling. Another was, I can't remember where, what the other guys were from, but there was, they were guys like, um, kind of like, uh, uh, oh, kind of like Suit Williams that specialize in just one thing and it's Dragon Gate. I would love to try to put together a pro wrestling for dummies Dragon Gate show, but have you run you with the guest and not me, and have you kind of get how I like see if you can turn the corner like like even more with us as somebody jumping in like I did with Progress when I was like sign me up or stardom. Like I yeah. think it'd be cool to have you do a pro wrestling for dummies where you host it with you know, some guy, someone we could find to do Dragon Gate. I think that would be an awesome listen. It, it would be amazing. I'm, I'm just confused now, Ryan. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. If you will, I'm a new Japan guy through, through thanks to you. But now with all Japan, with DDT, oh. with big Japan, with Dragon Gate, with DDT, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say what's one, two, three, four, and five, kind of like with American wrestling, because, you know, the obvious ones, but it's just so crazy because, I mean, this Liger-Shima match, by the way, A1 all the way. Um, Wow, Liger-Splash. It's just amazing, like, what these companies can do. Yes, they can have that comedic approach, but then give, you know, give out four and a half, five-star bangers, you know, making new stars where it seems like some American companies are having a hard time doing that. So, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It's like a, a, a bed full of riches, you know, or, or a ring full of riches. Uh, you know, I, I might say that it's, it's a good time to be a Japanese wrestling fan where it seems like what uh, 10 years ago, it just seemed like a flux of, you know, like what's happening, you know, and whatnot. I, I'm also smelling the return of a draft. And I, I wonder how, if we, I mean, we would need to get probably two more people for it and we'd probably have to look, but I think it would be fun to do a Puro draft that doesn't have new Japan in it. Ooh. Like a, a all Japan, Noah, Dragon Gate, Wrestle One, Big Japan, DDT, you know, things like that. And not use New Japan and see what kind of rosters people could come up with. Is is Ben K your number one or is it still uh, Kenta Miyahara? Oh, God, man, you asshole. <laughs> it's, it's Kento. It's Kento. I know you, okay, okay. So it's I know Kento. you it's, like Sakamoto, but he's obviously probably what? Round three? He's... Cause God, man, Him this is hard. Who goes first? Sekimoto. Sekimoto. And I would take Okabayashi. Um, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Durr. I think Endo and Takashita are high up there. I think KZ's up there. I think I think Ben K's up there. Um, I think T Hawk could be in the running. I was about to say, do we bring in OWE? You know, yeah, might as well. T Hawk's the Wrestle One champion. Um, I oh, think one okay. guy that that people sleep on that that uh, I, I my my favorite 
Alex Mello facial expression of 2019 is when I showed you that music video of Shotaro Ashino, and after all those suplexes and everything, and those dragon whips, he was sitting there with his Ryan Cook uh, flower hair uh, flat top looking thing in that suit, and you were like, holy shit, this dude is legit. Like, Shotaro Ashino would be in that list? Like, yeah. Oh, dude, I think this could be fun. We got a couple upcoming shows that we could start running people that are going to be a really good time. This is Would our. You bring in Omita? Would you bring in Omita um, just as a, a fantasy pick? Oh, at Sushi Onita? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe if, I, if I booked uh, Masashi Takeda, why not throw a death match in there? With I don't Omita? know. Omita from DDT, who just had the. Oh, Code Omita. Oh, Kota I, mean, Omita, I'm yeah. sorry, I heard wrong. Hell yeah, man. You got to put Omeda, Omeda in there. Why not? I mean, that guy I think he'll be potential. He was, I mean, could you say he was the Ben K of DDT? Where it was just, yeah. they weren't building oh, yeah. him as the guy, but you could see where, like, in a year, that could be the guy of DDT. You, you look at those first DDT shows um, when I got that subscription, and I just remember going, who's that? Did you see that dude in, like, the the purple velour shorts. And you're like, yeah, I don't know what that was, but he kicks hard. I was like, yeah, he seemed kind of cool. And then it like gradually it started going from, Oh, purple dude to, Oh, that's that Umeda guy to, Oh, Kota Umeda's on the show to man. This dude is one of the next big guys in this company. Oh my God. He's retiring. Like we grew with Kota Umeda. And that's why I think he resonates so well on the show is, this was a guy who was in these opener multi-mans as just some young young boy. And it's kind of like, you know, looking at guys like Narita and Shota Umeno and Harai Kawato and stuff. Like, yeah. we're growing up with these dudes. So I just... Oh, man. it's It, it was good. Um... So I think that's kind of where we need to go. I, 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 I'm agreeing with what you're saying. We're... You know, we're we're kind of at a spot where I don't think we can do all these nights. Um, I, I'm I'm off the next. Two, I work tomorrow after tomorrow. I'm off Wednesday and Thursday, so well, I got I got Lollapalooza. So Ooh, when do you go there? Uh, Wednesday, I leave. Well, tomorrow night it looks like we're gonna have to give you back to back to make up for last. This was last yeah. week. Yeah. One thirty four is this week's show. So we'll have to make up t- so five through eight. You are you you, you able to check out eight? I'm I'm gonna try to run through eight. The the gauntlet, if not the final two matches, since they are <laughs> four and a half bangers, but we will get you uh New Japan G one climax nine nights five through eight. Uh tomorrow night here. Find us. Blogtalkradio.com slash strong style media. We will get caught up before the final because depending you know, if if it's I was gonna see if maybe it's something where you're by chance in the area when it happens, when the final happens and goes down, or maybe we try to do something live if we're both off the next day. But we we got to get caught up so we can do a live show before the final, like we've done the last couple of years. So we're, sure. we're shows behind, which is not bad. Um, night night ten just There's happened nice yesterday. Break. Night night eleven, and and all these shows are gonna be like a day or two apart after um, starting with night 11 uh, this morning. So we, we got a good time to get caught up and then we'll be able to get, uh, get to that Kota Umeda retirement show to um, give you guys a review on that. Chris Brooks and, and Kanosuke Takashita had an insane, like 
cutter flip spot off of like the entryway at Cork and Hall. I posted a a gif of it on our on our Twitter last weekend at when that when the show was going on. So check that oh. out, guys. As a little uh, teaser. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night. I don't want to give an exact time. Uh, tomorrow is uh, what my new job calls, uh, quote, a planning day where I will get to work at 7 a.m. And after my 4 o'clock conference call, which is my second con call of the day, I'll leave as I get the schedule finished. So may leave at 5. I may leave at 7. So we'll just kind of see what happens. <laughs> but I will uh, – Keep Alex posted to which him and his fantastic uh, intros will let you guys know what's going on and we'll get you some New Japan. We'll have four shows to cover tomorrow night. Alex, it was a pleasure. I'm glad yes, that yes. was a fun show, man. That was just straight. We got the Dragon Gate out, but that was just great banter talking all sorts of wild stuff. And I think we gave almost two That's hours on do. just Dragon Gate. I mean, it was an hour and a half, I think, of Dragon Gate. I mean, we gave it what it deserved. Oh yeah, so beautiful Get some guys. News in. Follow us at uh, on Twitter at wrestlecast underscore sm. Also prowrestlingtees dot com slash wrestlecast with a t. Um, show us some love. Get us some. Get get you some merch. Um, yeah, find us on all the podcast formats as well. Uh, you know, obviously you're listening to us there or at blogtalkradio.com slash strong style media. Thank you very much, Ryan. Um, in, enjoy some wrestling. I'm going to start on night eight of the G1 Climax. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Let's go. Let's go.